What's that? He's just Too incredibly soon. racist, his uh, wheelchair pike. Space. The <laughs> final frontier. These are the voyages of the USS Adequate. Our ongoing mission until we are cancelled and replaced by something far superior. To review every episode and movie about Star Trek. To seek out new guests and make them very uncomfortable. To boldly go where many other Star Trek related YouTube shows have gone before. It's Friday night. It's YouTube. And it is an episode of Trekking Up North. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning to all you <laughs> handsome viewers. I am your host, Captain Goodwill. Coming from a brand new PC, so if anything goes wrong, don't blame me, it's the kit. And joining me, as ever, is the delectable Geesian from the planet Honk, Honk, <laughs> Science Officer Sunoise. And, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Treks and Trekkers, I can say that, Sumi Mark, all the way from Tasmania at 6.36am in the morning. It's Isaac's moustache, with Isaac attached to it. Good morning, We had to Isaac. pay extra for that. We did, we had to pay extra for that. We've all got moustaches, have you noticed? Oh my God. Oh, wow. What if we kissed with our moustaches? How are you, Isaac? Uh, a little awkward. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing very well. Thanks for having me on, guys. That is not a problem. Isaac... And Andrew Hogan, who was supposed to be here but is running a bit late, host a rather funny and unhinged podcast called Unplan Trek. <laughs> do you want to tell everyone about That's it? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. What we do is we randomly get selected an episode of Star Trek um, across all nine billion episodes and movies that are out there. <laughs> And instead of reviewing it or critiquing it, we're looking for certain things that happen in the episode and award points to them. So we've got, uh, we do the best three characters, the three most annoying or irrelevant characters. We count how many fights there were. We've got um, a romance leaderboard. We've, we've got, we count how many animals were in there. And we've just launched the Neelix medal, which is for any food that's mentioned in the episode. Any food that's mentioned that is not cheese. Is that what you're saying? Oh, no, cheese and Enterprise gets mentioned all the time. Oh, um, I even count Isolinia <laughs> chips because they're pretty tasty. Isolinia chips. Mm, delicious, brightly coloured plastic. Delicious. Mm. Put some sauce on it, it'll be fine. <laughs> That's what my mum used to say before she got arrested. So, guys, on planet... We've also yeah. got... No, sorry, got go a, um, we've got a... We've got a toy that comes into the show as well. We've got a... Um, a figurine of Shinzon um, from from Nemesis, and his voice sounds a little bit like Andrew's, but um, he essentially comes and insults us for a, a good minute, minute and a half. And <laughs> that's probably my favourite segment of the show. He's got his own Twitter account too, so if you like being insulted in social media, um, follow Late Night Shinzon. But I if can... you'd just like to check out our show, we're at Unplanned Trek. I can I can attest to that because I think the first time I talked to 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 Shins on Twitter is just like, ah, fuck off, mate. Um, which is it's, it's fairly, fairly standard. But what, what I find hilarious um, about Unplanned Trek is the late night shins on sections. You'll have a few strewn all the way through the episode and it's like, it's late night with shins on. A great musical entrance. Great musical intro. Late Thank night you. with shins on. And then it's just like, ah, fuck off, mate. 
Late Night with Shins On is produced by Connor Trenier, Dominic Keating and Mark Cartier. Part of the Tricks and Drinkers. No, like, the, the credits is actually longer than what Shins On yeah. is actually on the show for, which I am just completely here for. I love it. Is that called I'm Dog Tanya you like You're the target audience if you like that. <laughs> yeah. you know, um, I've actually been finding of late when I'm editing the show, the show extends. It, I'm not trimming anything. I'm putting more things in. So, like, I'm adding an extra 15 minutes of just musical cues and things. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Uh... <laughs> wow, you set me off now. It's... Um... It's absolutely, if you like trekking up north, guys, you will love Unplanned Trek because they are just as unhinged as we are. They are just from a different hemisphere, which just makes it all mm. the better. Uh, their toilet water goes the other way around. But uh, <laughs> if it's... Yours goes the other way around. Yes. <laughs> yes, it goes the other way around. <gasps> Wait a minute. <laughs> There's only one way to settle this one. <laughs> Flush off. Uh, twain off. Yeah. A twain off. I actually feel quite... I feel quite privileged because geographically I couldn't be further away from what you guys can see the north, right? Like I'm <laughs> yeah. right down the bottom of the globe, you know. Um, I was you're so far south. You're so far south. You become north. Yeah, that, that's what I'm. That's what I was thinking, but more from a flat Earth perspective. I mean, you know, you've seen a map. It's flat, so it's you know. It's a door decker. <laughs> Don't try to trick us into thinking it's a globe. Um, my, my point is, am I actually really close to you guys? You know, is it only like a one-hour flight? To Google Earth! You need, you need to do uh, the whole, you know, in um, Event Horizon, where he gets the map and he turns it over, he folds it over itself and then puts a pencil through it. If you do that, then Tasmania is like wherever you want it to be, really. Um, right. you, you are you are still quite far away. If the Earth is round, as these weirdos claim it to be, you are still crazy theorists. You crazy people. You are. I've never seen a globe. <laughs> I can't see the curve of the Earth from my. It's window. a dull decahedron. Get yeah, on exactly. with it. Um, so can we actually get any further away than we are? That's that. That's my question. I think that you know. I'm probably trekking, trekking down south and you're, you guys are trekking up north. <laughs> I guess it depends what way you're sort of standing. Like, if you're on your head, does it change? Or no? I am facing you. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> I love the idea. We, it's really, we're going to have to change our whole branding, Goodwill. Could we do the sandwich <laughs> yeah. where Isaac just places a loaf of bread on a pavement somewhere and we just match the location mm. in England and just split and just have an earth sandwich? We've made a world sandwich. Yes, with no mail. Guys, I've just I've actually just looked for trekking down south. It's not a Star Trek podcast. Oh no. Oh, okay. oh no. <laughs> oh no. Someone has referenced the sex. Oh god. <laughs> trekking down south. Oh hold on. Well horny MILFs are available in your area. <laughs> oh Paul will be into that. Hi Paul, let's get that sorted. Good luck. Hello to everybody in the chat. We've got the lovely Nancy in the chat from the Shuttlepot Show. We've got Kelly, who incidentally nearly got me banned from Smith's Toys this morning because I listened to her <laughs> Twitch stream and there was a redeemable. Oh, so good. There was a redeemable where someone can shout dicks. <laughs> and I stupidly streamed it through the Bluetooth in my car. So as I'm driving <laughs> and listening to her Twitch stream, all I keep hearing is dicks and I parked yeah. next to a toy shop. <laughs> 
I'm like, I'm going to see what deals they are. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm now on a register. Um, (laughs) Hi to Beth. Hi to... We've got... uh, Damon David. I'm going to call him Damon David now. Uh, Captain Damon Goodwill, David. When are you getting promoted to Vice Admiral? I'm never going to get promoted. I will continue my steady stream of demotion. We've got the lovely 143.86 foot tall Viking who composed the cover of Star Trek Voyager. Adam Asbridge in the chat. Hello, Daddy. And we've, uh, we've got this uh, weirdo here called Joe Border as well. I don't know what he is, but... Yeah. Uh, and Peaches, Dicks. <laughs> dicks. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm getting the word dicks. dicks. Yeah. Um, hello, hello, Nancy Congdon. How would... <laughs> I, hope had a, I hope you've had a lovely day. I will see <laughs> you in Sunday's live chat for the Shuttlepod show, <laughs> and I apologise for what you are about to hear. Um... <laughs> How has your week been, Sonoys? It's it's been pretty good. I've just been getting on with things. Uh, I've got. It's kind of dawning on me that I'm doing a panto on the seventeenth of December. Oh no, you're not. Still, it's still not written, and we're like, okay, not worried about that at all. <laughs> you know, that's just gonna have to sit down and work that one out. But no, it's been pretty good. Uh, interviewing people and stuff like that. We did two episodes of the podcast and. Then the Nerdy Up North podcast on Sunday. It's been pretty good. I've watched these two episodes so many times, and I'm so I, I really like them. I'm it's this thing. It's I, I seem to have a habit though of only watching original series episodes where Spock goes nuts. You know, like <laughs> all of the ones that I've randomly watched, I'm just like, it's Spock goes wild, and you're just sitting there being like, is he is he ever not wild? You know, Spock goes wild does sound like a dodgy VHS tape from the '90s. That's all. Spock's go wild. Spock a mock. Hot and horny Spock's awaiting to meet you. Ponvar City. Horny Vulcans uh, in your area seeking Ponvar. It's been seven years, baby. I'm ready. So (laughs) I I have to tell you, uh, chat, that basically it took all of Goodwill's uh, reasoning to stop me starting this episode like wheelchair Pike. (laughs) I was was literally wanting to start the episode just staring off to the side and only talking in beeps. And Goodwill was like, that possibly might be offensive. And I'm just like, that is a good reason to do it, you know. But, uh... but then we then we developed it further, and we were like, we're both in Las Vegas for the Star Trek convention next year. Why don't we do Pike Twin and then just have a beep off on the floor, and then we're just we're digging our hole. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But then, but then uh, Isaac just pointed out the best thing, which is that what if Pike can actually talk? He's just censored for TV, and it's just it's he's true. just swearing it's a <laughs> <laughs> which is i think what we started the episode on we're talking about him just being really horrible and offensive <laughs> and they're just like and they get it's the what's her name piper's just standing there with the swear button being like christ christ just the the the, the court martial scene and commodore <laughs> mendez in his in his full dress uniform goes captain what do you think fuck off sorry <laughs> beep <laughs> 
like there's it's, outtakes it's this... where the beeps weren't done on time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some of them, it's just like the actor's just a nasty bastard. But it's the fact that it's the fact that some of the yes beeps are longer than others, which I like about. <laughs> but it's this torrent of swear words. <laughs> so the scene where Kirk is watching him in his room and he's pace just going beep beep beep. That is just a tirade of offensive slurs to anyone who is walking past his room. Is that what you were saying? Time to up your medication, Chris. Uh- <laughs> I'm just thinking that you know, you know, a country that's between you and and me at the moment. It's Thanksgiving at the moment. Perhaps this swear chair would come in handy with all those family celebratory <laughs> occasions. It's, like, it's the ultimate Christmas gift for Granddad. It's like swear chair. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We need Mark. If they ever do a watch along of the menagerie, we need Mark in a chair. Just sat there. He can't say anything. Just boop, boop. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> viewpoint, Mark. But anyway, moving. <laughs> I think he'd do it. <laughs> of course he would. <laughs> Give him a bar and he'll do anything. Um, and I mean anything. Um... <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I think we've covered this episode pretty well. That was the summary. <laughs> I just want to do the live show now in LA. We're just marking a chair for the whole three days, just beeping. Um, oh my God, that's so funny. Um, yes, guys, we are, if you haven't realized already, we are here. Because the double wheel of episodes decided for our last regular episode before we break up for uh, Christmas and the holiday season that we will review the classic original series episode to parter the menagerie, which Sonoy's put quite. Uh, <laughs> I think you put it into perspective because you said this is just a clip show. In, oh, a, in sorry, a sense. I, I, I... I thought you were going to talk about like my summary of the entire thing, which is basically Spock steals a disabled person. <laughs> like that's the blurb on the back of the box. But yeah. Wow. It that's... just is. It literally that is the plot of the episode. It, was that what was that was on the VHS tape when there was just... that, <laughs> the menagerie like, part one and two on Amazon, where it just goes like, "Here's what happens in the episode." Spock, the care worker, does a wrongen. Uh... Yeah. Kirk doesn't fuck anyone. Spock steals a disabled person. Kirk wears we eyeliner. I don't it, care what anyone says. It's, it's not just a clip show, though. This is one of the great Star Trek episodes of Let's Watch an Episode of Star Trek. Mm. So it's not <laughs> yeah. just us getting the clips. They're getting them, too. That's it. I, I think it's really good, though, because obviously, the do you want to explain the context behind this episode, Goodwill, and what this <laughs> what this is and how they worked it into the main track. Yeah, so essentially um the menagerie it, it's one of the it, it is the only two parter in the original series. And what they quite uh, what they quite cleverly use is the at the time unaired pilot of the original series called The Cage, which was produced in 1964 for NBC or anyone they were sending it out to. It was rejected because they said there was not enough action. So Gene Roddenberry went back to the drawing board and uh, created a second pilot where no man has gone before. Now, 
it's as is with TV of the era, um, episodes were made and aired out of order. So where No Man Has Gone Before is like episode, I believe episode three or four in the original series run. Really? So, I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So when you look at the DVD, so if I get the the DVDs. The Dividers. The Dividers. Oh, no. Has it seized in, it's seized in place on my shelf? Um, the, the episodes are like, this is episode three, episode two, episode five, episode four. Um, and you can clearly see that where no man has gone before is the second pilot because they still use the same uniforms that they use in the cage and the same weaponry and everything like that. So they did this episode and essentially, Sonoyz is right, it is a clip show, but is a, it is a clip show of a show that no one would have seen. Now, the original pilot was not aired um, in its entirety, I believe, until the 1990s. Um, it sounds like one of those things that must have been like a bootleg knocking around for like years until it got an actual official release like a a sort of mythical bit where it's like yeah this exists and you're like oh yeah but no one's ever seen it yeah and then it actually and then it comes out and you're like oh this actually happened okay yeah and it's quite clever because they they re-edit a certain part of the pilot to change uh they they change uh the the bit towards the end they edit out um, which was actually in the cage where Pike's walking up with Vina, mm. and it's actually that was an illusion of Pike walking up yeah. back into the cage with Vina, uh, but they change it for the menagerie to basically say, "Oh, hey, you know, this is how the the show ends," and they did that not like basically thinking, "Well, no one is ever going to see this unaired pilot that we did two years ago," but of course we now know it is part of the run now and like if you look at netflix it's episode one well this is the problem when i when i decided okay i need to watch all of the track i haven't seen and i started watching the original series yeah i was just started and it starts off with this pilot which because it's now common access and i was just like oh daddy you know it's just like jeffrey hunter have we here jeffrey hunter (laughs) was possibly more handsome than kirk no, no, no. In... There's no possibly there. There's no, he no was. possibly there. Like, but I, in my notes, he is the first man I've ever described as dreamy, but you know? taken from and us. And the more far I was watching soon. it, I was just like, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, but he was taken from us far too soon because he he did sadly pass away in 1969. Mm. Um, but he was a unbelievably handsome gentleman, and I think and a good actor. <laughs> Like, well, yeah, apart from that, yeah, that's, you know, that's like, fine. Oh. That's fine. But let's not forget we've got we've got Anson Mount me now. Uh, Anson Mount. Um, sorry. Um, and uh, <clears throat> I, I'm heterosexual, but anyway. Um, <laughs> is... Every, everyone is Mount flexible. I think. I think you know. Isaac, where are you on this? <laughs> yeah. Where are you on the on the Anson Mount me daddy? Like sort of, you know. <laughs> Look, it's it's the hair. Anyone with hair that. That, that can cross postcodes, you know, that's, yeah, that's, that's a winner. Yes. Anyone with hair in my case, but, you know. It, he was, when I met him in person, as <laughs> I keep saying, <laughs> wow. Sorry, it's a, there's a delay because obviously you're on the other side of the world, but it's like, yeah. Wow. No, you're on the other side of the world. What do you mean, other side? side. We're all on the same plane. We are flat Earth. We're playing off about this. (laughs) Okay, it's not the other side. It's like the other. You're on the edge of the paper. (laughs) 
Fold the paper. <laughs> yeah, fold the paper. Um, yeah, and as I keep saying, Anson Mount, when I first met him, was the the only man that could sway me. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What Kelly's mm. saying about uh, Jeffrey Hunter, though, the eyes. It really it's the is. eyes. Like, it it's is just. He's he's just like it's, and I'm kind of, if I'm honest, I'm kind of glad because you, what I was saying previously is that, you know, obviously I'm a very sort of shallow person, I think, but it's the fact of when a show has too many beautiful people in it, I kind of find it difficult to watch and follow in a way, and so when you get shows where it's just really pretty people all the time, I don't pay, I don't follow it as well, and Trek has always been one of those things where everyone's been like, like attractive but not like super hot so the idea of you know i'm glad that we got jonathan frakes as Riker rather than wow going to be that is a shot yeah. across the bow for jonathan it is frakes. a shot across the bow it, it is it, you know he can spank me at his will uh, <laughs> i'm also a bit concerned about pleasure. the implication that we don't watch milrose plays <laughs> i haven't watched milrose plays to be fair neighbors as a kid you know, wait until star trek bear watch Starting, but no, that's nothing. And it's the idea just of, the beaches I, of Riser. That's all it's going to be. Sorry, go on. I, but I, I think it's kind of good. I think I would watch that. The idea of the beaches. It's just the Ryan Slade. Some girls. people scared yeah. of the Noblians. Uh, anyway, go on. <laughs> it'd be so good, man. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so but but the fact is the original pilot is really really good, and it's like a great episode of what I would class as like traditional trek where we're basically yeah. going like hey it's just talking but it's really intelligent and then it was weird that the actual critiques for it were oh it's too cerebral it needs more action and it's weird that now we're kind of getting the chris pine movies where they are kind of more action and less cerebral and it's like have we gone full circle now it's, it's almost, kind of taken trek back to it. it it's almost like this was ahead of its time <laughs> well that's it it really is <laughs> So it's so it's quite so good that they've, they've a... made this they they've made this pilot into a new episode of Trek and kind of cut it up so you still get the story and it still goes into canon, but in bite-sized chunks rather than the sort of dry slog that it probably was at the time, maybe. Yes. What were you gonna say, Isaac? Yeah, I've seen a version which I think came out at the twenty fifth anniversary of Trek, but someone in the comments will know with a lot more intelligence than me that will uh attest to this but there's a version where Roddenberry introduced the cage mm. but um at the time because they were airing the cage I think for the first time the scenes that weren't in the menagerie were in black and white oh. and the scenes that were in the menagerie were in color um oh. and it was essentially hey this is the unaired pilot we had didn't have the technology to color it but this is how it was supposed to be mm. um yeah of oh. course he talked a lot about you know women and misogyny for a while as well but yeah. I, I cut that bit out of my, my recap yeah 1964 guys let's just uh yeah um but yeah the main also plot, 1987 yeah well yeah but you know i, I, I mean even the season one of next year to be season four of tos yes especially with the uh yeah the scantily clad yeah. Anyway, um, and the we, stories. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> we are not ever going to mention Code of Honor. 
Until it comes up on the Dumble Wheel. (laughs) Funny how I have not installed that on the PC. But anyway, (laughs) we have... (laughs) Isaac, I keep joking that like one day I'm just going to fix the Dabo Wheel. So the only two options of it on it are Sobrosa and and Code of Honor. And I'm like, well, it's one of them. I would rather have Sobrosa. We've done Sobrosa. Yeah. Um, yes. One point, though, Code of Honor would be someone's favorite episode. There'd be someone out there that would go, "That's my favorite." I think they probably. <laughs> I I don't know if I want to meet that person though. So if... it's okay. They're locked in a padded cell. They'll be absolutely fine. <laughs> That's it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who does have a favorite episode? They're sitting there with a MAGA a favorite hat episode. Like a, a MAGA hat and yeah, a, a Brexit flag. <laughs> There's only one hat for me, so noise, <laughs> and it's the NXO one. Hey, um, cool. A favourite episode of Star Trek. <sighs> Out of all of them, mm. far beyond the stars. All eight billion. All eight billion, yeah. <laughs> far beyond the stars for me, because we just get a performance from Avery Brooks that should have won all the goddamn Emmys when um when it came out because it was just a, a descent a man's descent into madness portrayed beautifully on screen that also left mm. the entire star trek universe open-ended to the possibility of <laughs> this is one dude's story <laughs> he's quite prolific mm. though yeah so. he is quite prolific but uh, that that would be out of everything that would be my favorite episode what about you sonise Oh, I don't think I could. I don't actually think I could pick one, if I'm perfectly mm. honest. Uh, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I genuinely can't. Maybe duet. Like I've said it before, maybe mm. duet. Because it's it's the episode, when when we were talking about it earlier, about it, it's the episode that I would show someone to get them into Trek and be like, hey, this is mm. the mm. core values of Trek. Mm. I'd probably show them that. And maybe, I don't know. I, I don't know, but that's the episode I'm saying. <laughs> How about you, Isaac? It's, it's out of two. It's either cause and effect for fun, because mm. it's just brilliant. Having the hero ship destroyed before the opening credits is amazing. What, what a show. It's, it's either that one or DS9's The Visitor, which makes me cry every five minutes. Oh, I love The Visitor. I do love the same yeah. with uh, uh, similitude from Enterprise. That one um, makes mm. me ball mm. every time. Cause and effect. It's just a Fraser episode in space, which I absolutely which is love. the visitor. <laughs> What's that? Which is the visitor? It's when um, seemingly Cisco dies in some sort of accident and visits Jake Cisco in various points oh, in his life right. from that point on. It yeah, and then yeah. it sort of Beautiful slowly. Episode. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. It's. I, I was thinking yeah. it was the one with the, uh, and then I was like, no, that's the muse. Oh, you know, and I was like, that, that's, that's oh, an odd one. Sam. Me, but yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam, Sam Higdon in the chat says City on the Edge of Forever for for their favourite episode. Mm-hmm. Damon has put Gambit um, or Quality of Mercy. Imagine redoing a previous episode and making it almost as good as the original, that the original was. Mm-hmm. Did anyone write Move Along Home? <laughs> Moving on to the uh, menagerie and uh, <laughs> Alan Marie, move along. Shut up! Um, <laughs> I, I, I watched. I watched it and I was just like going, "It won't be as bad as I remember." And then I watched it and I was like, 
it's a shaky start <laughs> to a series. I think, it's, I think it's one of the only episodes where I shout shut up and then anything that Chakotay says... You know the <laughs> the words of my people. Shut up, Jacob. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> um, yeah. So the menagerie, the the. the oh yeah, the episode. The, was the episode. Where, yeah, 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 yeah. So the Enterprise has been uh, diverted to Starbase Eleven because it's received an urgent message, or shall we say, Spock has received an urgent message from Starbase Eleven to divert course from its patrol, um, for. Uh, for certain reasons that we don't know yet. They beam down to the Starbase. They meet Commodore Mendes, who confirms that no transmission has been sent by Starbase 11. And incidentally, Starbase 11 is where Captain Christopher Pike, or is he Admiral Pike at this point? He is, isn't he? He is Admiral Pike. No, he's still good. <laughs> so I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's Admiral Pike. <laughs> he's too competent to be an Admiral. No, because he gets promoted. <laughs> that, yes. Mm. Anyway, they um wow um he sweats like an admiral yeah <laughs> beep 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 wow you cannot say that about children wow, okay the um <laughs> no wonder we promoted you out of danger but it but it well you say that but incidentally this is where Captain uh, this is where Christopher Pike is and um Kirk doesn't realise what has happened to Christopher Pike even though there has been mentions of it on subspace chatter for months but there was a horrific accident that happened to christopher pike one of the battle plates on an old jcast starship ruptured and the delta radiation got to him i, but he, I do quite like this where basically they just go oh god was it the delta rays and yeah. then they're like yes and then the look on everyone's faces just being like oh he's fucked you know yeah. like just this sort of and and it's really good acting because they are just like going oh, and then you can kind of get the vibe of they know what they're walking into now. <laughs> yeah, because when we see uh, Captain Pike, he is just absolutely melted, scarred. The hair right there, straight on the screen, right there, huge oh, wound yeah. on his face. It's. I mean, it's, it's a it's a decent Dav Davros cosplay, but he didn't win. <laughs> So they, was, they were just like, you've got the hair all wrong, mate. You're meant to be bald. But, wow. you know, he's just... Well, so, yes. Yeah. Um, anyone who has watched uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds and you've never seen the original series, this is what happens. This is the ultimate fate that hangs over Christopher Pike throughout Strange New Worlds. This is what happens to him. Because it gets introduced in Discovery, where in, does, yes. when he is in Discovery, he basically gets to see a glimpse of his future, mm. uh, which basically goes, hey, this is what's going to happen to you. You can either fail your mission and change it, or accept it and continue your mission and like save humanity. And perhaps stupidly, he uh, he picks he picks the... Uh, the Heroically, the, the, shall we say. Heroically, I know it's just this thing of just going, let's put your faith in Michael Burnham. Uh, but but basically, it seals his fate. And so when Strange New Worlds as a series starts, he knows that this is how it's going to end. And obviously, it's like seven years after or it's, something, like uh, where we are in Strange New Worlds currently. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about think... seven. Yeah, ten years from, from season yeah. two of yeah. uh, Discovery, it, but I think it's seven Spock years. Spock says now. in this that he only served with Pike for 11 years, I think. So it's oh, kind of... He, he, so, he, it, you know, if yeah. we're still fitting it into that timeline, it's like, okay, cool. But either way, we know that 
this is this is basically the final episode of Strange New Worlds, effectively, because this mm. is basically mm. Pike's future. So yeah, it's very um, sad. Eleven years, four months, five days. With it being Spock, <laughs> you you have to put that down. I love, um, not I love it how in one of the episodes, Kirk Kirk is just like no seconds, Spock. You know, oh no, it's not. It's uh, mm. it's McCoy says it, and he's just like oh no seconds. I don't want to be pedantic. Um, <laughs> But Kirk is confirming to Mendes that absolutely, uh, you know, there was a transmission received from Spock and Mendes is adamant that no transmission was ever sent from Starbase 11. He checks with the technical team to try and confirm and look for the impossible. Um, this is where we see Spock sneaking around the communications room, as Spock does. You know, this very tall, <laughs> blue-uniformed Vulcan, well-lit, sneaking around this very open-air I... environment. <laughs> I just want to say uh, before this, because obviously the guy communicates with him and he's just like, oh, keep checking the records. And he's like, oh, I've, I've checked all of the possibilities. And he's like, okay, now check the impossible ones. And you're just like, I get that at work all the time. Well, yes, well, you, like, are, hey, you are the manager. Time checking all of this bullshit, yeah. you know, that, that couldn't possibly happen. But yeah. Check the uh, impossible. That is not possible. Yes, but yeah, check it. Okay, waste time, you say. Got it. Okay, I will do that. Um, but then he gets nerve gripped anyway. So yeah, he does get nerve gripped. But we do see uh, Spock is altering um, the computer banks. Um, he is contacting. He's falsifying a communication to the Enterprise to basically say stand by to receive orders. Feeds it directly into the computer banks of the Enterprise, and he has every single cheese slice for every single eventuality that the crew of the Enterprise might throw at him. And he's slamming, he's slamming the Gouda, he's slamming the American cheese, <laughs> the Applewood smoke cheddar gets tossed in there. And it, it's crazy how well he's planned this. Like he's, oh, he's yeah. literally got a, it's effectively a soundboard, and he's just like playing all of this stuff, and he's just like, oh, okay. But uh, I, I think this is really interesting, though, because it points out, like, this is a lot of the danger we have with AI at the minute, where AI can pretty much replicate people, like, you know, where it can imitate voices, it can, you know, make people's images do whatever, and it can even take on people's tone of voice, because we were playing around with it, and we were like, whoa, if you just feed it enough of your actual style of writing, it can write stuff as though you wrote them, with all of the little nuances and the words that you'd likely use and stuff, and you're sitting there being like, oh, that's kind of dangerous, that's kind of worrying in the in the scheme of things, because that's exactly what Spock does here, and gets away with loads of crazy stuff, you know, because people just trust in their eyes and ears, you know? It's... He... He diverted the Enterprise. He has a plan, and the plan revolves around Christopher Pike. We don't know what that is, but he is obviously aware that Pike has suffered this horrific accident, and he has a plan, um, whether it's to save him or cure him. We don't know at this point. Um, It's also the fact of it is so unlikely to be Spock. Like we yeah. had a scene with Kirk and McCoy where they won't even entertain the idea that it's Spock doing all of this stuff because they're just like, and they so inherently trust him. And that's why it's so scary. Why are you just going, why Because is Vulcans Spock doing cannot this, lie. Know? And if you can yeah. imagine watching the original series in its original run, you know, you are 10 episodes in, this, this Vulcan is emotionless, he is uh, stoic, he obeys orders no matter what. Imagine the twist of going, Oh shit, like he is nerve pinching the hell out of Starfleet members. He is falsifying records. He is coming up with this dastardly plan. Is he doing something evil? What what yeah. is going on? 
because all we get from Pike is just beep, 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 because he is just swearing at everyone on Starbase 11. So yeah, no one knows it. what Pike is saying. It's just like... Wow. It is, it is, it is quite funny because it literally has them, che- Kirk checking in on uh, Pike in his room, and he's like, he's just flashing no constantly. And it's literally just Pike sitting there, like, you fucking Vulcan bastard, come back in. But Kirk's, your bloody arms off. But Kirk's got that suspicion already. Mm. Kirk does not want to admit it. Yeah. Because he even says to McCoy, you know, there's either two possibilities someone sent the message from Starbase 11 or someone on board lied. And this is where McCoy... This is my... Yeah, go on, Isaac. This is my main issue with the episode, is Spock could have just told them what was going on. They would have gone there. That would have helped. But then there wouldn't have been a clip episode. But this is this is a great segue, Isaac. <laughs> you, you, you read my mind because we do actually have a poll on my Twitter right now that has three options mm. for it it has a questionnaire how are they doing actually i know what the discord one is but i'm fucking logged the into it. Uh, the poll is if you if you want to vote um there are six minutes left so if you want to go to twitter <laughs> or x Ooh. or whatever it's called a goodwill none should spock have been punished for his actions over the course of the menagerie, the menagerie. yes he broke the rules no he did the right thing no he should have asked because for some reason there's a 25 character limit for questions I do have the votes right here and I will read them out at the end of the episode because it is quite interesting. (laughs) Well, I think it's quite fun, but it's, I, 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 sorry, I have to, I have to mention though that like in this episode, you know, Isaac, you were talking in Unplanned Trek where you talk about favorite characters in an episode. My, one of my favorite characters in this episode is Piper, who's like just the assistant of uh, Commodore Mendes. The, Yep. Basically, the woman in red, she is kind of terrible, and I kind of love her because it just it lingers on her for way too long, and I assume it's just because she's a bit of totty for the episode or something. Totty. But it literally just does these awkward things where she's just she'll just say something, just like what what's the line she says? She's like, um, she she merely mentioned she knew you. And then it comes by and you're just like, why Why did it linger for so long on her face? And it does it at the beginning when she's like, oh, we didn't summon you to the Starbase. You know, and it's just I think like, it just lingers on everybody, though. I think it's just because she's like really pretty and they're just like, we need to keep her on But it's the joy of <laughs> soft focus in 1966. Yeah. That's what it is. Because obviously it's a Kirk type. That's what it is. That's a bit later. <laughs> Where, where Pike goes missing and she's just looking at the monitor and then like she turns away and then she looks back and he's gone I'm like he wasn't he didn't go that fast like you know what the fuck so I well, just get the idea that she's just really ditzy and she's just staring at the monitor and just hasn't noticed that he's not there yet and she's like oh wow yeah god sorry Christ but McCoy gets summoned maybe mod- could... sorry go on the job might have been to look at the monitor yeah <laughs> that's it not like, look at this monitor and then she's like oh and see the bike's still there oh okay right you had one job uh <laughs> it's a, it's really bad because it's like the the women in the original series are amazing because there's so we in this one we get like number one we get marshall bray barrett as number one in the unaired pilot and she's absolutely fantastic and in the last episode we did with the uh oh no 
With the flying alien pancakes, who I will not name. No, that was two weeks ago. We did Hugh last week, but flying, it was flying vomit gash pancakes. Gash, gash, gash scabs. Yes, I'm That's so sorry, Isaac. We are far more highbrow than this normally. I do apologize. We're not. Uh, but it's... Oh, well, I don't want to hear that. You, you, yes, it does. You have children. But it was like in that episode, <laughs> how, how amazing the extras were in it and stuff, and just how memorable they are. And then in this one, I'm just like, you... You're not very good at your job, are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, McCoy is called back to the Enterprise for a emergency, so he leaves Kirk on the ground. Um, we then see a briefing by Mendes about uh, Talos Four and how only one Earthship has ever visited Talos Four. He receives, he gets the dossier, which can clearly be opened by an NFC magnet for some strange reason. You know, if someone's going to skim your data, don't use what this is kept under. Um, <clears throat> there it is, right on the screen there. Talos 4. General Order 7 is in effect for Talos 4, where no Starfleet vessel can approach the system under the penalty of death. The only death penalty in the Federation. Which seems mildly extreme. I'm going to put it out there, maybe. Do you think so? Do you think, think of that... all yeah. the bad stuff that, start to, that people in the Federation have done and haven't been killed for? Like, this yeah. is the thing that you could be killed for. Yeah, they're like, oh, you were, you, only. you were a bit curious. And I'm like, it's not the whole thing. The whole thing is exploring. But I just like yeah. the idea that this dossier is like, there's only one page and the rest of it's hollowed out and there's a bottle of whiskey in there. And it's just literally, it's like the guy's secret stat. Yeah. Do you um, reckon Tom Paris was offered the death penalty or New Zealand? Or do you reckon it was just oh, oh. I think the, the question there is did he pick the right option? <laughs> <laughs> no, what he was offered was a name change to Tom Paris. Um, yeah. the... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're totally separate characters, good. I don't see no. it. There's I don't nothing see, there. Yeah, I don't see it. Um, I just trolled that chat last week. It was just like, Robert, don't give me a name. He looks like Tom Pirates. And I was just like, I don't see it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, they, are, they, they are on about uh, Talos 4. And uh, the only the only airship to visit was USS Enterprise under the command of Captain Christopher Pike with his half Vulcan first officer, Spock. Things are starting to come together because they're like, why is everything happening? Why is Pike here? Why is Spock misbehaving? And like Sonoy said, <laughs> she's looking at the monitor. She looks away. She looks oh, back. Gone. Oh, the man in a wheelchair who can't <laughs> talk and is very hard to mobilize has gone. But like, even if someone stole him, it wouldn't be that fast, is the whole thing. It's, there's not even a cutaway in the edit to suggest longer period of time. It's literally just... Oh, it could be a, it could be a fast chair. Oh, like, like, it could be a fast or, chair. <laughs> or a racing chair. Just imagine. Can you imagine this going around the street circuits of Monaco? Do you, do you think it would like tilt backwards onto its back wheels and sort of rev for a bit? And sort of... Oh. <laughs> He's put it in Just turbo mode. A little thing called style. <laughs> see, you, guys, you guys laugh. You don't see the lower half of the chair where it's got flames coming from the yeah, bottom of it because he's tricked it out. 
because it's punk. It's kind of like one and of that's the where Lightning McQueen becomes Star Trek canon. <laughs> What's that, Captain? I mean, Kachow? I okay. mean, all I'm hearing here is that there needs to be a new Scalectrix like set. No, no, <laughs> no. Because it would be Pike, because you could do Pike for the original series, Pike from the movies, and then the dude who got Benjamin Button syndrome from the first few seasons of TNG. That's all you got to have. We can't do that. Yes. This is the only episode Paramount is listening to and are going, ban. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just like the idea that, like, so effectively, Pike has been stolen or has escaped, uh, and they're like, what? <laughs> what on earth is this? <laughs> but uh, back on the Enterprise, Spock is on the bridge. He addresses the crew. Uh, to um, the the Enterprise has set its own course. It's on a heading. He doesn't tell the crew where they're going. All he says is he's been placed in temporary command whilst Kirk is on medical leave. McCoy on the bridge is just going. You what? I was literally just with him, and he's fine. You know. Yeah, he, he's absolutely fine. Um, this is the first instance where Spock is just like, uh, where McCoy is just like, what's going on? Something's not quite spicy. Uh, I mean, McCoy doesn't kick off as much as he probably should, but it's because he has this inherent trust. That's how that there's something bad. Yeah. McCoy kicks off and everything's fine. When there's real <laughs> drama, you know, McCoy, McCoy's happy. Let's like, ride this bitch out. Let's <laughs> <laughs> It's like, ah, I can say he's dead, Jim. Brilliant. Whew. <laughs> uh, okay, so, but Spock, uh, Spock does really, uh, does, I can't even get my words on it. Spock does <laughs> reveal. I'm not going to say, I was, I was going to say something about McCoy only gets hard while writing death certificates. But, um... But you self-censored and didn't say it. Yeah, luckily I didn't say that. That's chair. fine. <laughs> Spock reveals a pike. Yeah. Spock reveals that pike is on board, and he asks McCoy uh, to take care of Pike. Uh, there are orders. Spock leads him into a cupboard. He just kind of goes like, "Hey, hey, McCoy, come with me. Look what I've kidnapped a disabled person." And you're just in there being like. Where, what have you done, Spock? Have you taken anything? Deck three, janitor's closet. Next yeah, no, to the, he, next he, to the Dettol really and the mop. <laughs> and the door just slides open and he's just like, look, it's Pike. Pike is swearing like him. a nun. It's unbelievable. It's He's few. <laughs> he's going wild. Wild? I was absolutely livid. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Spock goes back to the bridge and they detect that there is a shuttle after the Enterprise, which I'm going to say, how fast is your shuttle going? Because it, the Enterprise is going at maximum warp to Talos 4, and this tiny, <laughs> tiny little thing is like, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. Wait, it's so slow in the actual visuals as well. Like, it barely, it's it's at walking speed. And you're just like, how, how is this? I mean, it's the little toaster that could, I think, but it's... Yeah, it's it, it must be out of sensor range pretty quickly if they're going at warp five or whatever. Well, it is common. Seven, well, it, it is, is slower than a fucking <sighs> Isaac. On where to find out. <laughs> Let's race them. <laughs> I never thought I'd find anyone as saltier than as Sanois, but wow. 
Are you are you really shins? Are you really shins? Is this is is this what it is? Is this the great plot twist of unplanned trek? (laughs) You say it's Andrew, (laughs) but it's really you. (laughs) No, it's shins on man. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, fuck off, mate. This element of unplanned trick is brought to you by Coex. Uh, <laughs> oh. oh my god! I, I I just love this scene. I just love the idea of like McCoy if he if he just turned to Spock and he's like, "Not again, Spock." <laughs> well, yes, because if, stop as we see in Strange New Worlds, Spock stealing a ship is an average Tuesday <laughs> by this point in Star Trek. Where it's just, where's he at? Oh, Spock stuck it again, hasn't he? We're gonna have to get an extra set of keys. Do you know what it just? It kind of it's the fact of like maybe that's why they're not as surprised in Strange New Worlds because right. like he has done this. Starfleet, Starfleet, get better security on your ships. This is not a Kia. You can't just steal it with a USB stick. Do so. Put a stop no, lock on power it. Text to speech. He is the power of text to speech to nick a spacecraft, which is. This is what you get when I you use Cortana. He's, he's got a side hustle. He's just menu log. <laughs> <laughs> Someone at Quonos wants, you know, wants some um, chicken wings. He's got a few yeah. to get there, man. You know, <laughs> he, he, he's like he's like Uber Eats. He's just like, come on, guy. I've got this. I've got this McDonald's order to fill. <laughs> Wow. It's in the neutral zone. Will it matter? No, it's fine. I'll take it. <laughs> Your driver, Spock, will be with you in 30 seconds. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it would be logical to rate me five you get, stars. You get, a, you get a phone call. Your house must be a new build. It is not on my satellite navigation. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, I, so- I have to say the whole episode is the idea of I was, I was daring you. I was trying to get you to Photoshop pictures of, like, Spock just kidnapping Pike and going on random little adventures with him, like just them like at little sort of like a fun, yeah, like them in a fun park or something, or like sort of like Pike on like a roller coaster with Spock. Or something. Are you saying it's going to be like weekend at mm. Bernie's just with a wheelchair? Is that what you're trying to say? Kind of like that, you know. But it's just this idea, and that's the whole episode. The whole episode. Pike, Pike's just, fine. It takes Pike out for one last like blowout. It takes him to Vegas for a week. Here you know? he is having candy floss. <laughs> he's just got some balloons tied at the back wow <laughs> amazing he'd be like you know at a strip joint or something just being like beep beep <laughs> I can hear YouTube demonetizing us right now I can hear it it was their fault doing it in the first place <laughs> they must realise their error <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I, I'm just place. I'm just glad that I have shown a lot of personal growth by being able to take the subject of a disabled character as seriously as I'm managing. Uh and I think I need some praise for that. Do you have a question, Isaac? It didn't stop you. It didn't stop me. So does Jeffrey Hunter play um Pike in, in no. this episode? Is he Pike in No, no. this is that's the why ha- he's got so much makeup because I think he's dead. This is like actually a reoccurring background character who actually plays a con officer in the original series. Um let me just double check his name. Uh, uh... Well, you do. I was, I was thinking it would be strange to get the phone call to go, "Hey, we're going to reprise your role." 
the, yeah. the pilot, it's been a success. We're gonna we've picked up the show. Yeah. Um, we've got it. We'd like you to come back. You won't say anything, <laughs> and you will only be in one episode. Yeah. Will you come well, back? Well, we're not we're not bitter <laughs> about you refusing to come back to the show, but we might have possibly ruined your character. It <laughs> was, <laughs> it, it, well, obviously Jeffrey Hunter was a movie star as well. So he was doing, mm. he was working Hollywood. Uh, who they had was uh, Sean Kennedy, who was a background actor, and he was actually a con officer in the original series. But with the makeup, you wouldn't be able to see that it was. But when they used him, so if anyone wants to Google Sean Kennedy, you can see why they, they used him as Christopher Pike. Because What is he laughing for? <laughs> A fucking chat. A fucking... <laughs> Lee's just said rolling him down a hill into a lake like that scene from Mac and Me. <sighs> oh my god. I I need to learn how to edit video. So Suddenly. um yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 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 it is it is it is Sean Kennedy, but when you look at a picture of Sean Kennedy uh, Sean Kennedy, you can actually uh, Kenny, sorry, you can see why they use him as Christopher Pike because he does have the same piercing blue eyes as Jeffrey Hunter. So it, it made mm. sense, um, but he was actually also a con officer. So he was in a fair few uh, things. He was also in These Are the Voyages as well, which is uh, yeah. Oh no, he was did in the fan the... film. Sorry, These Are the Voyages. I was going to say, did you mean the, the final episode of Enterprise? <laughs> <sighs> um, Some episodes didn't happen. The final episode of I mean, Enterprise the was the one. Episode of Next Gen. Sorry, that's what I meant. To say. Oh. 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 <laughs> I was about the to say the connection has suddenly got really shaky. I was about. I was about to say that him. the the final episode of Enterprise <laughs> is the one with Terra Nova uh, being defeated, um, and we we do get um, RoboCop who doesn't get shot in the dick. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> This has ruined me. This episode. Um, it's my it's my influence. It is your influence. It's the moustache. That's what it is. It is. We, we, when three moustaches come together. Did you catch together. my shirt, by the way? Your shirt. Did you catch my shirt? Oh my god! It's all moustaches. It's all over it. Oh my god! He's got a moustache shirt. Oh, real yeah. ultimate power. <laughs> <laughs> Just look. What am I, I doing? I'm up on end like looking at it. It's so good. Oh my god! Um, what am I doing? Um, so you mentioned before that you were going to need to edit the video. I, I was actually going to ask: Did you mean Luke? <laughs> I ain't going to edit this. This is all live, baby. <laughs> if we go demonetized, we're going for broke. That's all. We're doing. I think it'd be five minutes long if we removed all of the offensive bits from it. So. You know when YouTubers watch an episode? Trick. Yeah, it's a short track. It's a very short track. You know when YouTubers watch the episode because it goes from monetized to limited income. So. Uh, <laughs> Only four minutes and thirty. Yeah, hi Paul. Uh, so you can't buy a second house. Um, but yeah, uh, so Commodore Mendes and Kirk are chasing the Enterprise. Uh, Spock in the shuttle. In the yeah. shuttle, Spock uh, orders the Enterprise to ignore it and uh, continue on on its uh, predestined course. The shuttle reaches a point where it goes to. Uh, it, it reaches bingo fuel, where it's at the point where. 
it will only have a certain amount of fuel to get back to the starbase or continue on. They decided to continue on. Spock being Spock. Just, just casually being like, let's choose death. You know, We've got two hours oh. worth of oxygen and Mendez just crosses his legs as a 60s sassy boy does and he's just like, okay. Um, <laughs> but, but, I'll die then. But, right. but Spock being the half human that he is, he does lock a tractor beam onto the shuttle, beams the, the crew aboard and immediately surrenders himself for arrest. He calls Dr. McCoy to the bridge, surrenders himself uh, uh, to be arrested under the charges of mutiny. And we're just like, I, oh. I, I quite love it, though, because it's literally McCoy is being like, yes, uh, arrest this man. And then he's just like, uh, is confinement to quarters all right? You know, he's like asking, yeah. asking, because he's... McCoy he's so doesn't of, want command. He oh, doesn't care. We're so thrown by the situation of being like, how do we arrest Spock? Like, it's this idea of just being like, he shouldn't ever be arrested. So he's just kind of like, um... Okay, well, just go in your room and stay there, okay? Okay, you know. But again, for a 60s audience watching this for the first time, you're just like, Spock has been arrested yeah. and he's been mutinous. What's going on? And it's just like, what? I would have been blown away to watch this at the Did first they, time. This is before the episode where Ponfar gets introduced, which is the beginning of season two. A mock time. Is, so we, is it a mock yeah, time? I think it is. It's a mock time, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's basically so we haven't seen Spock lose control because in obviously yeah. in that episode it's like him being a, a horny little beast. Mm. Uh, yeah, and it's I so it is. It's, it's a total change McCoy. of character. What was that, Isaac? The difficult piece for McCoy is he's finally getting his way. Like, he can get rid of Spock. <laughs> yeah, he's finally... he just doesn't know how to react to it. You know? Yeah, he's like, what? Finally, <laughs> you're going? It's like, it's like, finally, my nemesis has been defeated. God, I'm bored. <laughs> Best white, more death certificates then. I love that. Arresting Spock would be like giving a cat a bath. It doesn't end well. Yes, Kelly, that is a great analogy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kirk and, Kirk and Mendez beam aboard um, and a hearing is convened. Now, Spock being Spock, he is, he is about 20 steps ahead at this point where he immediately mm. demands a court-martial. But Mendez goes, well, there are only two ranking senior officers in command aboard this wrestle. He goes, I but disagree. Kirk says... Oh, sorry, Kirk. Kirk yeah. says it, Kirk. yeah. Because uh, Mendez denies it. Um, and then Kirk disagrees because there's only two ranking. And then Spock goes, ah, there are three. Because if you would find, Captain Pike is still on the active duty roster. And Mendez is just like, we didn't have the heart to pull him. And I'm like, what could Pike do? Well, I, I just love the idea that if they're sort of having a sort of like choosing people for jobs, Pike is still higher ranked than Harry Kim at this point. So it's the, the idea of just being like, okay, so he's still technically more likely to get a command. Have you seen Harry that uh, meme that's been going around this week from Star Trek or Nine, where Pike is, is talking to Jim Kirk in the bar and he's like, you could be an officer in four and have your own command in eight. And it's just a picture of Harry Kim just going... <laughs> what? Seven years. I've got a head canon explanation why why Harry's still ensign. So, in an early episode, um, he gets swapped with an alternate universe because he actually died. Mm. I don't think you can promote anyone that's from from an alternate universe or timeline. So that's why he's got to stay at ensign. Hold on, are we suggesting that they Paul McCartney'd Harry Kim? I suppose they did actually, didn't oh, they? Oh, yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. We all know Paul McCartney died. That is universal right? discrimination. That's all I, I'm going to say. 
That is, I love it. Does he? He needs to go to so Citizens no. Advice. <laughs> union, union, union. I'm sure that the yeah, there's probably some some rule that Daniel's made up that if you if you come from a different timeline that you can't get promoted. Oh, not that song again! Don't you got to have that I... song in my head? <laughs> it's in your head. Blame Daniel. Hey Daniel. Hey Daniel. <laughs> I just, I just love that. I totally forgot about that. That that just happens in an episode of Voyager. We just go, yeah, oh yeah, happened. it's a different Kim now. Cool, roll with it. My, my head cannon for Don't that talk was about the psychological trauma ever again. Yes, <laughs> my, my, my head cannon for for Kim not being promoted was they have certain amount of slots to fill on a starship. So if they promote him, they need to have another ensign. But there was only Naomi Wildman. <laughs> So it's just like, do, do we'll we be do a we commander this... by the time they get home? Yeah. Do know? we promote this three-year-old to the rank of ensign? <laughs> yes. yes. Isn't she already <laughs> captain's assistant? Like I think she's already higher up than Harry. Wow. <laughs> this six-year-old think... has got more worth than you, Harry. I mean, I'm just going to put it out there, okay? No shade to Janeway, but possibly. But we've all had a boss who keeps their fucking foot on you. And I think, I, I just feel that's the relationship with uh, but also, but also in Endgame, when he does get promoted to the rank of captain, he is given Starfleet's smallest starship to captain as well. It's just like, <laughs> oh, guys, we have to promote him to captain. What have we got? What's that compact? <laughs> yeah, we can't use a shuttle. What's that compact we've got in Space Dock? Tw- or oh, just give him the Rhode Island. It's fine. There's only a crew of 12, but it's still a ship. It's got an NCC. So it's it's a nice little four-seater. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give give him the though, Prius. How, <laughs> how, how shit must have people felt in Next Gen or whatever where Wesley Crusher's higher than them? You know, and It's just like, hang on. Oh, that's nepotism. We all know that. That's absolute nepotism. Um, so yeah, a, hearing, a court martial con- uh, convenes, um, and they want to know why Spock is taking the Enterprise to Talos Four. Stop laughing oh, yeah, at I'm, the chat. I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm not going to repeat anything of what Lee's saying, but it is absolutely gold and making no, you laugh. So no, I'm, I'm not going to repeat that. No, <laughs> yeah, okay, but not. it is brilliant. So. Wow. Um, so Can they want to know. <laughs> yeah, go go on our live stream. On the, on the You'll YouTube. see. It. Have a look on the the live stream okay, on the YouTube. It's effectively what if Pike is just claiming benefit fraud, <laughs> which is just absolutely shocking. Are you saying he's Willy Wonkering Starfleet? Is this <laughs> Willy Wonkering Starfleet? Beep beep. What's that chocolate factory? I'm up. I'm going. I'm... <laughs> oh, oh, it's like yeah, Grandpa Joe. Yeah. I'm going to Talos for oh, for suddenly I can I can speak fluent English. Um, yeah, so um, they want to know why uh, he's taking the Enterprise to Talos for. He requests access to the viewing screen to present his evidence. Suddenly, the viewer screen starts playing, and we see the first scenes of the original Star Trek, the original series pilot, The Cage. Which, if you've watched on Netflix or Paramount Plus, is the remastered version. Um, mm. Obviously, with a different looking enterprise to that one. But let's not get into why it went from that to Strange New Worlds back to that science. <laughs> um, but we do see Captain Christopher Pike, you know, Jeffrey Hunter, handsome Pike. Um, but I, I'll, I were in my head canon, okay? This is Dreamy Pike, and then Anson Mount is Daddy Pike. <laughs> 
that's how I kind of keep them separate. Dreamy and creamy. So we do oh. see. Um, oh, Dada. Dada. <laughs> Mount me. Um, we do see. Uh, stop laughing. <laughs> You don't if, need to if drop we in see my him, twice. If we see him in Las Vegas and he's going, you're the one that wants me to do the Jew self-back dot. I'm just going to be like, no, 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 not me, not me. Um, here's a screenplay, but not me. Um, <laughs> so we see that this is 13 years ago in, in the Star Trek timeline. This is 13 years ago where Spock was, uh, which again does present a plot hole at this point. Because early in the episode, Spock goes, it was 11 days, 5 days, 11, 11 years, 5 days, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, this was 13 years ago. Mm. Mm. Just blowing your effect. mind. Cause yeah. and effect. Yes. <laughs> Wibbly wobbly time stuff. Um, so that's the first part. No I, 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 no, I think what happens is Spock says he worked with him for 11 years. So it could be oh. that. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. So it's basically that he was there 13 years ago, but then wasn't there for the last four years or something. Thank you for keeping us right. Who would have yeah. thought the Sinoids would come in with the canon facts? Well, I, I I love, though, that this same scene has it where basically. Oh, no, it's right at the beginning where Kirk, the Mendez says, like, oh, have you ever met Captain uh, Pike? Uh, and then Kirk goes, oh, I, I met him when he was fleet commander. And then, and then promoted him in season out, two of Strange in season, New World. Yeah. In Strange New Worlds, when they bring Kirk in way earlier than Kirk should have been brought in. Yeah. And Pike randomly gets promoted to a fleet captain for one episode, just so it stays in canon with what Kirk says here. Testament like, to the writers, though, to, to shoehorn that in masterful writers it is masterful uh they receive an all-style radio signal from the talus star group it is uh it is from the ss columbia um and judging from the distance from the talus star group to where they received the radio signal it has been sent out over the past 18 years pike goes no one would have survived a crash for 18 years let's continue on to the vega colony we have to take care of our sick and wounded and retires to the world's most stylish 50s quarters i have ever seen with a very sexy crt tv and a single bed this ain't this ain't pike's quarters from strange new worlds where it's just complete velour and mahogany in a fireplace but then yeah. we get the doctor coming in what's the doctor called doctor i didn't write it down i got it down as boyce 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 boyce, boyce. See, this is what annoys me, though. It's like the pilot is really good, in my opinion, and the characters are really good, and then they just didn't go with any of them. I mean, I'm glad they didn't, because it means we get Trek as it is. But it's literally, number one is fantastic. Yeah. This Doctor is fantastic, like, as a character, and they're not really followed up. Like, there isn't a that same Doctor character later. Like, McCoy isn't really that. You know, it, it's quite fun. Chris, Chris pointed out when he watched the menagerie later uh, earlier in this week when the doctor is prescribing the medication and he's going, you're pouring ice? And he goes, who wants a cold martini? <laughs> mm. The problem is, I, to I totally... He says, no, who wants a warm martini is what he says, as in I'm putting ice in because why would you want it like warm? But I, I didn't I didn't hear it that way. And I thought it was like, who wants, also, a, who wants a warm martini? Also, props to this like, doctor. I do. Props to this doctor who prescribes a cold martini in a beaker. 
That is legendary, but I don't yeah. have a beaker. I that is the sign of an alcoholic, I think. <laughs> you know, where he's just what, like, this? what cup have you got? Oh, Never mind. Drink it up, man. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, I, thought, yeah. I thought Goodwin was reaching for a beaker then. <laughs> no dear boy i use test tubes yeah. um, you need to drink it from the enterprise cap <laughs> i need to drink it i can just drink it from that if you want but uh, i'm not i'm not tainting the nxo one do you realize how rare these nxo one caps are this is why mark's selling them again he knows he can make bank um <laughs> But yeah, yeah uh, we 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 do get an. It's in a great it's a great scene though, where it's basically the and this basically sets up the rest of the episode. So what they do is they use the bits from the cage that they need to have so that they make plot sense. But effectively, uh, Pike was on a horrible mission to what was it called? Rigel uh, Seven, which we see in Rigel season two, Strange New Worlds, as well, where he loses like sort of three, uh, where he loses three like, Yormans and seven injured. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. And and he's like, and he's basically questioning the his role as captain. He's like going, why the hell am I doing this? Like, it is so much hard work being captain. He's really sort of beginning to think maybe I should quit uh, and like leave Starfleet. And then the doctor comes in and basically goes, hey, drinking will fix problems. Uh, but you know, but, yeah. but it, it's, it's quite a cool thing, though, because basically he just comes in as the doctor to check up on him. But then uh, gives him a drink, and he's like, "Why are you giving me a drink?" And he's like, "Well, people say things to their bartenders that they're not going to tell their doctor." Yes, and I just love this as a concept. He's just... a good doctor, and I wish we saw more boys. I really yeah. do because he is a really good. Uh, I mean, I'm not disparaging I'm glad McCoy. We got McCoy. I'm glad yeah. we got Umbenga, but it's this idea of, yeah, I don't know. I this character's really fun. Um. But oh, we do I see... if he needed in, any other information, though, because, you know, like you could use that line of reasoning that people say <laughs> things to their proctologist that they don't say to their bartender. And then <laughs> just it. keep on going. Oh, just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going. And then it ends up with him being like dressed like an Orion slave girl, being like, people say things to Orion slave girls that they wouldn't say to their... <laughs> Like their dentist. Isaac, you know, and, why, and, why? And Pike's like, how many props do you have? Isaac, why did you go straight for the proctologist? Uh, Are you trekking down south? The... <laughs> <laughs> I've got the to right boldly to go. <laughs> That's a... uh, Doesn't have to be boldly. <laughs> Pegging up north. But yeah, we do see a. We, 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 we do. Kelly, I like that. Pegging um, down south. There we go. No. That will um, exist. Do not search for it. Relax, Captain. Um, but we do see a, a, a warm weary, an exhausted captain who is looking at other alternatives, going home, uh, becoming an Orion trader. Uh, he says, well, you know, why not? You know, there there are other roles in the galaxy that I could do. And the Doctor is just basically convincing, this is your role. This is the role you are suited for. This is Essentially, this is your destiny. You, you can't be anything else other than a Starfleet captain. They are interrupted by Spock, who uh, says that they have received a further signal from the Talastar group, and there are survivors from the SS Columbia. So they beat cheeks to tell us for you. Um, when they get there, they confirm that there are 11 survivors on Talus 4 um, <laughs> via fax machine because nothing is as futuristic as a fax machine on the bridge of the Enterprise. They <laughs> um, so printout. The printout as well, yeah. <laughs> um, 
But back at the court martial, they don't believe that the footage that they are seeing is real. They've already referenced it um, earlier on because they're like, no computer records everything in this detail. What's going on? This is fabricated. It's quite clever, though, because obviously it's, you know, when you get like TV shows where it's like, why would they have multiple camera angles if this was filmed by like sort of something else? Or why would be able to be able to like film inside his quarters? So they're kind of covering up the plot hole of being able to see these things filmed like a tv show rather than being from a you know a particular camera or something mm. so it's a nice little thing of how they have to explain it later. Later. you know yeah, yeah it's weird having a narrator in real life they didn't have to explain what well, do you, you do know, you not have that do you not have the voices in your head telling you things uh, <laughs> everything mine's like a video game it's like <laughs> my mind's like you find yourself in a dull and dusky room <laughs> The sun is shining. I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Stop talking. Do I need more money? <laughs> so the trial Isaac is... said it would be fine. It wouldn't be fine. <laughs> yeah. You've stolen the Enterprise Spark <laughs> and you've kidnapped Pike. <laughs> it's... Stop For listening to the voices, Spock. So the away team beamed down to Talos 4 uh, to try and find uh, survivors. They've detected remnants of a possibly destroyed uh, spaceship. This is the first and probably only time, other than a few other choice episodes in the original series, we see Spock smile. I justified this in headcanon, where it's like, ah, well, Spock was still wrestling with his human sides, as we see in Strange New Worlds, which is absolutely fine. They do see the survivors of the SS Columbia. We do see one of the away team. I don't know if you guys noticed that with a very large plaster on the side of his neck which only HD no. could bring up. And I was like, what What happened to that extra to justify <laughs> a handprint-sized plaster on the side of it? Like, was health and safety that bad on Paramount in 1960s that he just got a carotid artery or something? I, I think the words health and safety would be damned were yelled before we, we don't started. Wow, And they okay. just put a plaster on him. Okay. <laughs> you blind someone once... <laughs> and this is okay. Is there a like? Is there a fact there though of like why he had the plaster? I like to. I justify just how they decorated it. I justified it in my notes that he was one of the survivors of Rigel Seven, mm. and that's why he was injured. But they, they. It, su- I just want to say one thing. I wanted to mention is the before they beam down to the planet. I think it was cool that number one is left on the ship because they basically go, hey, we can't take you with us, number one, because you're the most experienced one out of us. So you need to stay here and look after the Enterprise. And the fact that it's a woman in the 1960s where they're literally the idea of just being like, because they pose number one as like amazingly intelligent, amazingly resourceful, like the best of the crew. And I just think that's really cool. And then obviously they went, no, no, this will never sell. You know, it's like, no, no, no. A woman, a woman. The, does she doesn't even get a name in this, does she? No, she, she was. She doesn't get, she doesn't get until, a name until Strange New World. Yeah, up until Strange New World, she was just known as Number One and quite a mysterious <laughs> um, character. Or apparently, I think it's edited really from this version. I think it's edited from this version, but in the cage, Pike does say that he has trouble. Um, yes, he getting does, used yeah. to women being on the bridge. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's not in this one. It's but it is in the original mm. one. So he, yeah, even in '66, um, this was more progressive than '64. So we are making headway. Yeah. The, the other point he made in 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 the cage was that number one was different. 
which mm. which I um, I find a real difficult thing because it essentially means that number one wasn't female. But well, I, I I think it's what like makes going, a difference. It's going like, oh, you're not like other women. You're competent. Thank you, 1960s. <laughs> Thanks for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a horrible compliment because one, it's saying you know your gender isn't isn't um, can't fit on a bridge. Yeah. Um, but the other the other thing it's saying is that she doesn't have the characteristics to make her who she is as well. So but it's it's it's, 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 a, it's it's an awful comment. It's a, either an amazingly progressive trans play or it's an incredibly offensive, like, uh, what is it, um, uh, misogynist thing. So it's like, oh, okay, which one is it? it it's a boomer on Twitter. Yeah, ooh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, they locate the survivors of the Columbia uh, hanging around in a shanty, uh, in a shanty settlement. Um, the doctor, uh, and I love the little comment from the con officer where he's like, oh, you can get back to Earth in no time. The time barrier has been broken. And I'm like, time barrier? Time barrier. Do you have a TARDIS? Um, <laughs> well, they, they call it, they rather than warp speed in the pilot, they call hyperdrive. it uh, time warp. Oh, time they're warp, just like, yeah. oh, we need to time warp out of here. And you're like, Hold on. There's a film about that which comes out later. There's a whole. The Rocky Jeffrey Hunter Hunt, comes out. Jeffrey like Hunter and Negligé. What? Uh, um, let's do that. No. Anyway. Uh, well, there's a mental image that I'll save her for later. But but as they are okay, um, as they are uh, talking to the survivors, we do see the first glimpse of the Talosians with their huge throbbing heads. Um, and. Uh, <laughs> 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 the suspense there um but yeah we do we do see the telosians for the first time dr boise confirms that all the survivors of the columbia are healthy almost too healthy <laughs> uh, these old codgers should be dead yes then <laughs> not one bout of gout between them um but uh, one of the survivors goes ah yes there was a very specific reason for that but we didn't know if you were ready for it so vena who is now did they say and correct me if i'm wrong did the survivors say that vena survived but her parents died did they insinuate that vena was only like 18 years old uh yeah okay i have a problem with that uh, <laughs> well I, I i think that i think the thing is that basically uh the, the way that later on you get number one pointing out that like the the ship Una was on. Uh, the the ship that Vina was on. Oh, was just lost just quickly. Years ago. Just just quickly. Thank you for the donation, Nancy. Absolutely. Oh wow! Thank Thanks you. So much. Thank you so much. But sorry, Simon. Oh, just money. But uh, no, like I think basically they're lying about her age here. So I think this is yeah. not actual like proper. No, timeline. but I mean, but I I do love though is... that when when she comes up when she comes up she appears and then basically walks up to Pike and just goes, you appear to be healthy and intelligent, a prime specimen. And I'm just like, it's weird seeing someone else use my dating tactics, but she has more success, <laughs> which I'm quite impressed by. So, you know. <laughs> you think he's joking, Isaac? I just go into a guy and I'm like, you are healthy and intelligent. 
You think he's joking? We must mate. He is not. <laughs> I'm just actually thinking how much it would work. You know, like at least you know where you stand with someone if you call them a prime specimen. I, I am looking. Well, I am looking forward. I am looking forward to Star Trek yeah, Las yeah, Vegas. Right. Someone coming up to Sanoi's, chatting yeah. him up, and then just Sanoi's just sat there going. You are acceptable <laughs> as a mate. <laughs> oh my god, Prime specimen. Prime specimen. Full on Ferengi, it. Full on Ferengi, everyone ooh, who talks ooh, ooh, to me. Eat chocolate and prime just talk. Prime specimen. Yeah. Prime specimen um, implies mirror specimen as well. Ooh. <laughs> Does that mean there's a there's a there's a mirror universe tonight? There is. He's worse than me. <laughs> Is, he the heterosexual, is that the heterosexual Sonoys? Oh my god. Wow! I'm just putting <laughs> the ladies, there, there man. Be, there would be so many babies. <laughs> I'm just it's like I think the actual mirror universe, the whole Terran Empire is just flooded with my offspring. Because we're just like, okay. <laughs> they're like they're like tribbles, they're the mirror universe tribbles. Some women cross the barrier and fawn over Sonoys and say, What are you doing? <laughs> no! That's not the time oh. barrier. Put <laughs> <laughs> your hands off me. No, it literally it's that it's that uh, scene from the guy from Australia where he's like, Get your hands off my penis. <laughs> A succulent oh, Chinese yeah. meal. <laughs> Australians have two, by the way. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, they had to adapt to a harsh environment. Yeah, one of them might fall off. One of them might get stung by a scorpion or something. You've got 60 foot tarantulas. You might lose a penis. Uh, <laughs> or as they call it, the redundant organ. Uh, <laughs> hold on, hold on. You're. Isaac, you're closer to Australia than I am. We are, well, oh, okay. <laughs> is he? Depends how you fold the map, I guess. But, you know, but it's the idea. Of, is it true that Australians are like octopi, where they basically, they take off their penis and throw it at the mate? And that's why they've got a backup one. It depends how many I've had to drink. <laughs> at the moment, I'm just on ice coffee. <laughs> I, mean, I, I very whole... much look forward to the David Attenborough episode on Australia. When alarmed, the Australian male will detach his penis and throw it at the opposite sex I... as a deterrent. I just really, really want David deterrent. Attenborough. <laughs> 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 no, it's the lure him in. Oh, is it? <laughs> They're like going like oh, a well, fishing lure. I'm <laughs> for that display. Oh well, since you've put it like that, yes, I shall mate with you. Lovely. <laughs> Let me just believe myself of my undergarments. Look, I don't know why they sound not Australian at all, but um, I just really want David Attenborough to snap one day and just lie because oh we just God. swallow it. He can say anything. He can be like, you know, like obviously this uh, type of flamingo has psychic powers and you know the, the powers of pyrokinesis. You know, I would just be like, that must be true because David Attenborough has said it. You know. <laughs> He could steal the Enterprise off me. Okay, back to the menagerie. <laughs> you, we haven't even done the intro yet of the show. We're an hour in, you know, hour and a half in. Intro? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so Vina reveals the secret of why they're all healthy. 
which is they all just fucking disappear and we- the big throbbing heads appear and just gas pike. No, what they do, the 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 throbbing heads appear out of a secret passage, and then they basically they get out the Harry Potter wand and they just go like Avada Kedavra or like get a custom Leviosa. Yeah, it's, it's Leviosa. Go to sleep, bitch. Uh, but basically, it's sort of yeah, and like <laughs> yellow fume comes out like damn daddy, uh, and then Pike sort of goes unconscious, and then they just drag him into a lift. Can we can we please have the Italogians as the most like sassiest Californian woman? Where it's just like, go to sleep, bitch. <laughs> yeah, no, not on my planet. So they mace Pike. I had them in Slytherin. I have the Italogians in Slytherin. They're all in Slytherin, like. But the problem is they can't get the fucking sorting hat on their heads. So they're just going, well, we think it's... Slithering. But this is the problem with Sonoise <laughs> because... We're going to have to let it out. But this is the problem with Sonoise because he wants to slither in Pike's pants. So oh. the... Um... It's funny because it's true. <laughs> beep, 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 <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Which He's one saying no 30 Which times. One? What's going on? <laughs> Sonoise... <laughs> So now he just walks over and just casually turns the volume down. <laughs> no. I turn it up. Let's live dangerously. Um, anyway, I do love that. <laughs> this whole plan, their whole plan of like Vina is the equivalent of, hey, I've got some puppies. Would you like to get into this van? Like, hey, we, the secret of our eternal youth. It's just in this dark alleyway. Please follow me. And that's effectively what happens. And Pike just gets a Dava cadavered and then oh, uh, was it dragged into a lift. And yeah, and all of the rest of the survivors <laughs> just vanish into thin air. And the crew are left being like, have we been fooled? You know, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Goodwill. Um, <laughs> this is what happens when you put the Isaac together. I think that's the real funny thing. I think it's just a mental break. Which bit? <laughs> this is the laugh I have needed for about four weeks and I can't stop crying. <laughs> I feel just... like I'm either going to be invited back or never invited oh, back. Oh no, you're coming back. You're, you're permanent now. You're high. Um, <laughs> it just, probably gonna the, get no, the, the thing is, Isaac, it reminded me of the discussion you had on this week's episode of Unplanned Trek um, with uh, Andrew's son. Who wants a car? And yes, obviously, utes, yes. utes are expensive. I mean, fucking hell, I would have a ute if I was in Australia. And it was just like, they're on about a panel van. And I'm just, for some reason, if you've ever seen Archer, I've just got Sonoisa's Krieger with a panel van just abducting people like Pike. <laughs> it's just casually turning down <laughs> the volume button. I mean, to be fair, one of my favourite lines ever is, stop, my penis can only get so erect. Which is kind of fitting for an episode with Jeffrey Hunter in, but moving on. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having fun tonight. I, I hope they I hope the people watching are having there fun. There is gonna be watching. someone in the audience That's going there's someone in the audience going, get on with the review. <laughs> yeah, <that's>... uh, <laughs> You haven't even got to the cannon bit. We're not even part two. Um, yeah, so you had to go. On. To be fair, if 
to be fair, if th that person is saying that now, what have they been doing for the other night, the first ninety two? Oh my god! They're not just going to get to, if they've lasted this long. They're doing well. They can be patient. They, <laughs> they can let them room for the derail. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just been 90 minutes of them casually opening the drawer, looking at the gun and then closing the drawer again. <laughs> just being like, soon. <laughs> but the, the plot twist, uh, after we see Pike being kidnapped by the Talosian nonces, is that... Um, Uhura confirms that the transmission that the court martial is seeing is actually coming from Talus 4. So everything that they are being seen is being beamed by uh, the Talosians. Um, and here is the plot twist, though. Kirk is then relieved of duty because as captain of the Enterprise, anything that happens aboard his vessel is his responsibility. So not only has Spock put himself up for the death penalty, he has also put his captain up for the death penalty. Mendez takes control, Kirk is relieved of duty, Spock is taken to his quarters, and that is the cliffhanger for this episode of the original series, which this time last week aired in 1966, part two aired this week in 1966. What a cliffhanger if you are watching the, you know, like the first ten episodes and you are getting into Star Trek and it's just like... What's going to happen? Also, how coincidental is it that we literally are doing this on the anniversary of this episode being aired? Like, out of like it's 52 scary. weeks in a year, that's actually a good... It's incredibly scary that your Dabble Wheel picks the most apt episodes that are either linked to what we originally did with Star Trek Picard <laughs> or something that's like linked all the way through. Like, Borg, uh, we we did uh, Riser and everything like that. Oh, God. I forgot about I, the Riser episode. I, I, I would like to claim credit for it, but I didn't program it to be that intelligent. It's I think you did. dumb luck. <laughs> I think you did. If I did, we would have had Code of Honor by now, Goodwill. <laughs> Part Twice. Part two of the Menagerie, though. <laughs> Every week is Code of Honor, Goodwill. This is the future. <laughs> no. What shall we talk about this week? No. Oh, look, it's Code of Honor again. No. This time in reverse. This time I've made it upside down. This time in reverse, so it, it becomes less <laughs> racist as yeah, it goes. It becomes... Okay, that's even better. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, yeah, Gene, what were you thinking? Um... But yeah, part two of the menagerie. Uh, we see the the keeper takes over the screen again. Pike, well, hold on, hold on. I just want to say at the beginning of this episode, we have it where uh, they does a recap where it basically goes over the pre the events of the previous one, but they do it in a weird way where they're all the cat like Spock, Kirk, and Mendes are sort of standing, and it's like the it's it's, it's very like, drama it's like story. The, it's like the Abba take a chance on me video where they just sort of like Mendes is just. At the side, and then Kirk's like looking forward. And I was just fully expecting it's, it it's to be very, like a musical bit. But but at the time, it was very sixties conceptual shooting where they did that, and it was like experimentation with with sort of. I mean, if you, I have seen a lot of crap movies um, from the sixties, <laughs> and a lot of the styles that were used in Star Trek were also used in them, where they do like complete blackouts, uh, where you've just got Kirk, Spock. Mendes and everything like that. So you you do see those those kinds of shooting techniques. Obviously done a little bit better on an NBC show, but um, <laughs> we do see a lot of it. I mean, 
the one thing I do like, and I think Mark mentioned it when they did um, Space Seed, was <laughs> um, the narrowband lighting on the eyes to emphasize yeah. uh, one's eyes on film, which was a very 50s uh, B movie horror esque thing to do. And they, they remember when they brought it back uh, for Morticia in the Adams family in the nineties. Yes, and it just looks so good. Just and they also that brought it back light across the eyes. But they also brought it back for the Balance of Terror remake in season one of Strange New Worlds. Did they? Yes, we probably talked yes, about it. Was, yes, yes, yes. It was. Uh, oh. They they brought it back because um, they brought back the eyebrow for Spock <laughs> when when they they uh, pan up to him and he just goes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they they did that lighting a lot. A lot of the take what you will from the original series, which is famously seventy nine episodes, thirty good ones, and then some questionable sixty sensibilities. Some of the the shot composition, some of the direction, absolutely yeah. beautiful. I mean, and if anyone's in, noticed, I've also not put the remastered uh, scenes. I have I have put the, the I have put the original. Except for that one, except for Starbase Limb, but these are the original <laughs> ones yeah. um, that I've put in because you get the original actual physical model of the Enterprise, which has recently been I mean, discovered as well, by the way. Oh, wow. The, the, Just the, in the someone's safe. <laughs> yeah, more but or less. I have to say my only criticism of this episode is the fact of in the recap when Kirk's doing it, he says something that we don't know yet because he basically says, oh, the... Uh, Captain Pike was tricked by a race of beings that could make men see whatever they wanted to see. And you're like, we don't know that yet. <laughs> like, you know, we don't know that that's actually what's happening. Spoiler but, alert. Yeah, but, but we learn really, like, soon into this. But it is a bit weird being like, oh, that, that we don't know that's what's going on. But thanks, recap, for spoiling that, you know. The... Yeah, so the, the, after the recap, we see uh, the court-martial is still convening, the transmissions start again, and we see Pike wake up in his cage, which mm. is obviously the title <laughs> of the, the original pilot. Um, and he sees the Talosians with their huge, throbbing <laughs> brains uh, communicating <laughs> telepathically. Now, I love this effect. For 1964, brains, yes, brains. Um, <laughs> I, I, did like, I did like the practical effect, even in 1964, to, to show vascular activity in a prosthetic yeah. head i would every, love to know every, how they did that every time that sort of moves that vein in their head they're thinking naughty thoughts is that what it is is that why they that is that's it that's why sometimes it's not and sometimes it is because he's a naughty one mm. he's so naughty but yeah, so uh, he tries to communicate with them and they are just studying him like an animal. They're like, he is a primitive uh, species with limited mental capacity. And it's just like, and he's just sat there and they're like, at first he will try and find an escape and then he will try to show his thingy prowess as, as hitting the... And he, he can hear I, I, them. I love... I, I love that he, they refer to the glass as the transparency. I just, for some reason, that, that tickles me. I just love that they call it. He's like, yes, he will try and show his physical prowess as a threat by launching himself against the transparency. And he's it's just like, transparent what aluminum. a line. That's what it is. Yeah, but I guess it wouldn't be glass. Like, we'd call it, like, oh, glass or window or something. But, yeah, what is it? <laughs> Sexy perspex. So, the... Um, <clears throat> They trick him into believing that he's at Rigel 7. Uh, they create the illusion that he is at Rigel 7, which he can't quite believe. 
Um, I love the fact as well, there was a the remastered shot. I think I've also put that in the slideshow. Um, mm, yeah. They tried to remaster the establishing shot of Rigel 7 um, to make it, you know, like to, to modernize it in 2005. And they decided against it. And I think it was, was it Doug or Mike or Denise Akuda that said this, where they tried to make it look more accurate to how it was with the sunlight the sunlight and everything and when they did it just completely took away how it looked and it dulled the effect mm. so they essentially just polished up the original matte painting <laughs> because it would have it wouldn't have looked it wouldn't have looked nice at all it wouldn't have emphasized the castle and everything like that um another issue with this isaac and i don't know if you picked it up is the uh, questionable mongolian warrior that pike has to fight what would I, I no, I, I don't think there's anything questionable here because effectively he's meant to be an alien. Like I don't think it's meant to be a sort of it's that whole thing yeah. where it's like it's a man in a costume mm. because they couldn't be bothered to make a full monster suit. You know, like it's here's what's in the prop I cupboard, it, I feel. I think it's like a proto Klingon. Mm. I like well, that. We probably haven't seen Klingons yet. This is kind of what I have in my yeah, head explanation. I like a <laughs> canon, but this is how we got to Klingons eventually. Was this yeah, non Klingon warrior alien thing? Yeah. But basically, what what happens in while he's in while he's here on Rigel Seven, he doesn't know how he's here. But then Vina's here, uh, but she's dressed up like a damsel in distress, and yeah. this gave me Monty Python vibes. The whole thing, like the what is it, Holy Grail vibes, where he goes to a castle and it's like, oh, please stay with us. You know, it's like. <laughs> You know, all of the like the, the saucy nuns who are trying yeah, like, yeah. you know, away. And it's just this whole scene is just that. And I'm just like going, what the hell? It's so surreal. <laughs> hey, spit in your general direction. Um <laughs> yeah. Um nee. Nee. Uh, but yeah, Spock um there's a bit of expedition here in the court martial scene where Spock goes, uh they want Pike alive mm. as they are heading to to Talos 7 uh, because yeah, well, they, are, they, they, they were within, within an hour of Talos 7 now I think before then in the whole Rigel 7 scene we basically have it where they him and him and Vina defeat the monster yes. they defeat the monster together and it's pretty cool because she's actually fighting it as well and whatnot. and then as soon as they do the vision ends and they're back in the actual cell again which basically makes them go, oh, that was an illusion. And then Vina's explaining like, yeah, cool. They can create anything you want. Um, I am here to please you. You can do anything. You can be anything. Um, yeah, she, she's, she's basically saying, look, and I don't know whether this is her being told to do this by the Talosians, where she is an illusion and she's trying to sort of get information out of him. Which yeah, because he still want, thinks she's an illusion. Or, yeah. yeah, or if she's just really bored because she's just like, oh, whatever your fantasy is, let's do it. Like, just dream of whatever you want and we'll make it real. And I get the impression that she's just like, I'm so bored. Can we just do something? Just think of something. Let's go to the, let's go bowling. Imagine that, you know. <laughs> it's, but yeah, or, then it goes or, back to the court martial. How about one of my fantasies for once, Pike? Why do we have to do, do all the <laughs> yeah. dreams and too. <laughs> yeah, Pike. Maybe, maybe the Rigel Seven one was her fantasy. She's just like, I just love combat, me. We I we just... are gonna go roller skating, and you don't have a fucking choice. <laughs> My ultimate <laughs> fantasy is to be trapped in a zoo 
and to make <laughs> other people think that they're not in a zoo. <laughs> it's a crazy matter. It's, just... it's a it's a good it's a good question to ask the chat though. If you were were no, I wouldn't say captured. I wouldn't say like missed. Um, have a cadaver, bitch. Um, <laughs> If you consensually choose to be in, if you consensually, yeah, if you consensually, cho- if, if, if you consensually chose to be taken in by the Talosians to be an exhibit, would you mm. surrender your life to live any fantasy, be with anyone you want, and it can be as real as you want it to be? Would you do it? Yes or no? Everyone in the chat, comment. Everyone um, yeah. who's watching this back, comment because we want to know because. I think I mean this 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 does raise it at the end of the episode um and it's sort of it, it is an interesting question like do you want to live a lie it's like the nexus in generations yeah. I mean the the chat the alternative is live in Tory Britain so yeah that's hopefully that'll I mean there's 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 fates worse than death as as Jordi <laughs> uh, LaForge said in iBorg um, and one of them is is being under the rule of the conservative party <laughs> Nancy says no um okay um, <clears throat> Kelly says sign me up um she also <laughs> says if it's not broke don't fix it Kelly you live in Britain everything is broke okay Kelly okay your reality is that basically you can be shown anything the Tlosians want, but Paul gets sound control over the whole stream while that's going on. Just a life of dicks being shouted yeah, at it's you. Literally, it's, it's just that that whole thing, but Paul gets to interrupt it with sound clips. What, like what would screen. you? What would you do, Sinise? Uh I wouldn't, to be fair. I'm, but it's very much because, like, yeah, I don't really believe in fantasy. Like, I I find a lot of sort of pretending stuff kind of difficult. Like, like D and D, I really struggle with because you know when you play D and D, and it's all people kind of pretending, and they're like, oh, I'm an elf, or and you know most most guys are like, I'm Aragorn from Lord of the Rings, and you're like, oh, how original. Uh, and I don't know, and I find it a bit difficult because I always end up going for characters who are like absolutely shit. <laughs> Like, you know, like they're either an absolute bastard or they just have no abilities or powers or use. And you're just like, that's how I'm playing this game. You know, Isaac? yeah, but I'd, I'd say no. The question you posed, I just assumed this was it. Like this, this is <laughs> the, the conspiracy theorists are coming out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hold on. This is your fantasy to be stuck here talking to us for two hours. It, it is kind of how goodwill... Launch yourself um, against the transparency, Isaac. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's, yeah. Uh... The, the, the invite from goodwill was, you know, how would you like to live your ultimate fantasy and come on <laughs> our episode on Friday night? And then he got the one down. It was basically, how would you like to live your ultimate fantasy? Okay. Also, do you want to come on to this porky little podcast at six in the morning, Tasmanian time? Uh, <laughs> ah, the old beta switch. Oh, I forgot to read... I... I always skip past also. <laughs> <laughs> I got him, guys. Um, Joe Border says, plug me into the Matrix. I've had my free trial of life and I would like to cancel my subscription. <laughs> yes. Uh, wow. The graphics are shit and the ping is high. So <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, where, are we? where are we on our notes? So yeah. 
Pike wants to know uh, how much the Talosians can probe his mind. They they make him do uh, what they want, uh, but they can also punish him if they don't comply. This is where Vina disappears. Vina all disappears, and then Pike is sent to the seventh circle of hell and ex- poured boiling hot water upon himself. It's quite good, though. It's literally like Jeffrey Hunter just being like, ah, I'm fine. Well, it's like, yeah, but they, you know, the Talosians are like, we can probe your mind to find your deepest desires and also your deepest fears. And this was a mm. fable that you were told in your childhood. And I'm like, what kind of God-bothering fables was <laughs> this child taught? I, th- I think this is the interesting thing about, like, because this is the original series and this is the 60s, religion is still very much in like in trek because you have a lot of talk about adam and eve in this episode you have mm. the idea of uh hell being a fable and stuff whereas obviously trek in the 80s and 90s are just like oh of course nobody believes in like religion anymore and stuff you know and it's it's that kind of thing whereas in the 60s it still is there but i guess it's because people probably would have kicked off if there was a tv series that didn't acknowledge god or something you know but then they, they changed the fantasy to mojave uh, where Pike is from, and we do see an Eden-esque uh, scenario set up with Vina and Tango. Well, we 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 see Jeffrey Hunter in denim. I'm just putting that out there. S- screw Jeffrey Hunter. I see Tango the horse. <laughs> There's another horse as well, but that that other horse isn't given a name because it's yes, not. Fuck, as fuck good. that other horse. It's not as fuck good. No. There's an ignored horse, then there's Tango. Yeah, Tango's got a very large. Tango gets uh, all the pets. Yeah. Tango yeah, that, gets that, all the feed. He, he's got a very that large Twitter following. Like... <laughs> he, 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 I mean, you, you all joke. He literally does. <laughs> I, I just like the the idea. The horse is just there, being like, "I will kill again. Just please give me attention." <laughs> give and they're me like, a... "No, no, just Tango." But he's also got sugar. Who's like, Tango me. would get a spot. Tango would get a spot on the horse whisperer. The other horse wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Bitter horse, that's what we're calling it. Mr. Ed's got shit on Tango. That's what we're saying. (laughs) Um, But he won't accept it. Pike won't accept this illusion. He will not accept this illusion. He is in a cage. Um, He gets angry. And then Vina lets slip that they can't read primitive. No, it happens first. He works it out himself. Oh, yes, 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 yes. He, come, he comes out of the dream. He gets so angry and he launches towards the uh, the Talosian that's mock- like, you know, reading his mind. And the Talosian jumps back and he's like, hang on, I startled you. You weren't actually expecting that. Oh, you can't read my mind when I'm thinking primitive, angry thoughts. Angry thoughts, yeah. And he realizes that if he fills his mind with really basic anger stuff, like violence and hate and probably other stuff... Uh, like the Talosians can't read his mind, so that kind of starts a plan going when he sees Vina again. The <clears throat> other scenario that they create for him is what he mentioned earlier in part one with the uh, the the possible desire to become an Orion trader, and we see questionable scenes where Pike is a successful Orion businessman with an exotic dancer, not what they called him her. In the episode, I will not mention it. Isn't it? But but aren't we allowed to say it because it's still what they say throughout all of Trek? Mm. Like, even in Lower Decks, they call them that. Do they, though? They? Yeah, they call them slave pits in uh, in dungeons and stuff in uh, Lower Decks. I think it's the typical name for them, I think, in Trek. But, but we do, know. yeah, but we do see it's Vina 
who is doing the exotic dancing and, and Painted Pike. green. But it's the fact that Pike has thought about this and then when it's actually happening, he realises this is not what he wants, which is mm. what I like. And when he tries to escape the scenario, he is then locked in another cage um, of the Talosians' um, design. Um, it's a really odd fantasy to... Um, watch your, your girlfriend dancing with all your mates. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit you know questionable, what? isn't it? I, I do like the the fact that the Talosians are just like, oh, he doesn't seem to be reacting to her. What if she was green? You know, and it's just like, they're just going to flick through all of the colours eventually and yeah. be like, oh, why are they has got a good reaction. Why are they kink probing Captain <laughs> Pike? That, that's what I want to know. Like, mm. They are lonely men. I, I, I'm just saying that the... I, I quite like that. Is that why the brains are that big? Yeah, that's a ah, lot right. of porn. So, so they basically, memorized a lot of porn. Ah, right. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's all. When they've used all the disk bit. space, fun. I don't think they're brains. If you like, I think it's their trekking up south, placed in their trekking up north. Not, <laughs> yeah, not everybody be. has their knees in the same place. <laughs> 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 Undiscovered country, indeed. Um, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love the fact when the away party comes down that uh, when they try to beam down, the Talosians only beam down the women, as uh, one of the men says. Not well, like I do quite, not like do the quite commander like... and the yeoman. No, the women! <laughs> Wait, I quite like, though, that the Enterprise are effectively, because this probably is weird and trek, but the Enterprise are like, hey, we can't see anything to do with this planet. Like, the illusion is so great that they can't actually see anything under the surface of this planet from their scanners. Uh, and basically, they just go, we're just going to blind teleport. We're just going to teleport down and Into hopefully rock. we won't land. Yeah, and hopefully yeah. we won't land in rock. Health and safety uh, be damned. Yeah, and they do that, and then basically, like, uh, the Talosians make it where basically only uh, number one and a yeoman. I don't know if she gets a name. Now, I wanted uh, to put to you guys, um, and I, I yeah, mentioned teleported. this. I, I mentioned this uh, when we did, uh, when we were reviewing Picard Season 3. I don't know if you've seen it, Isaac, the little short video on YouTube where they're trying to um, raise the salsa section of the Enterprise. It's a very no. short. It's a very short animation. Basically, it's this channel that's worked with the Roddenberry Archives, and they have made some fantastic short videos. Um, I'm gonna have to find the channel because I'm gonna have to give them a shout out. They do a scene where basically it's Starfleet trying to raise um, the saucer section of the Enterprise from Viridian Three because obviously the Prime Directive and everything like that. But we do mm. see an actor who is. Not even CGI'd, it's made up to look like Spock going to Kirk's grave. Now, this channel, um, uh, Generations Raise Saucer. I'm trying to find the video because I need, I need to give them a shout out because it's absolutely incredible. There it is. Um, it's from uh, a little YouTube channel, but basically they created videos which predate the cage and it's down to uh, Talos 4. Yeah. Oh, they really? get an actress, right, who, and I can't believe, is an absolute doppelganger for this yeoman. 
and they create wow. scenes from the motion picture intertwine them with like a prequel to the cage where we see the classic that version of the enterprise from the cage mm. there and they're only like 30 seconds long here or there but oh my god they are absolutely <laughs> incredible uh, what i will do i will i will post the link on my twitter i'll try and find see if i can find it on here Dylan? um because it, it's it's actually the Roddenberry archive. It's the video's called seven six five eight seven four, which is it's I won't remember that. But the it's, it's part it's part of the Roddenberry archive. So if you Google the Roddenberry archive, because the archive have done some very highly detailed uh, things of the bridges of every single Enterprise or every notable starship. But they've done these slight videos, like almost like tests of what technology is capable of doing without like CGI or anything like that. And they do these scenes with this yeoman, and it's essentially it's a flashback to Spock encountering this yeoman, also time jumping to the point before the motion, like just as the motion picture is starting when he's come back into Starfleet and he's in the 70s, 1979 <laughs> motion picture uniform. It's incredible. Um, and I, w I will post um, I will post it in the YouTube video because I encourage anyone to see it because it it is from the Roddenberry archive, but fucking it, blew me away it's crazy how how much fans can add to the franchise like, without cgi yeah. though like the, the, this yeah. is no deep faking this is literally they have found someone who looks similar and then through the power of made makeup has made them look identical <laughs> down to the hair the facial everything to that and it's like it really blew me away sorry that was a really weird tangent <laughs> to go on but when i saw her in the menagerie and I, it just made me remember this like incredible set of videos that i encountered she she's a really distinct thing although i will say actually i just remembered the fucking um where basically in the in the dream uh pike it kind of insinuates that uh, Vina starts getting off with Pike, like catches up with him, and then he can't resist her. Yeah. And then, when the when the crew teleport down, they appear in the cell with Pike and Vina, uh, as and we see basically Vina sort of like with her hands around Pike and him standing like in a trance, and she immediately screams, "No, let me finish!" Which uh, sounds like a you know a teenager when their parent knocks on their room. But it's it's just the idea of just her being like, no, I was so close. And then for this whole scene, she is so jealous of the other girls. Because yeah. effectively, what's happened is the Telosians are like, hey, Pike's resisting her. Uh, let's just bring in some other options. So they basically said like, hey, let's get some more women because he obviously doesn't like this one. Uh, so not I... fact that he's not a primitive beast like they think i've just posted the link to the youtube channel uh, on there um because it's actually it they recreate the cage like certain scenes from the cage where it's just green screen but the the actress that they use is just it is yeah. frightening how well they do it and this is just like an independent team this is not paramount or yeah. anyone like that and it's just like we can do this and it's like i think sean ferrick said it uh when it first came out he, he said paramount why are you not hiring these people who can clearly do it with next to no budget, which is insane? Um, you reminded I've got two quick things. You reminded me with that. Have you seen the bit in the last episode of Picard season three where Worf gets off the turbo lift twice? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and the other thing, just to prove this is live, the device I'm talking to you on is very low on percent. If I cut out, I'll just yeah. want another one. Oh, God. <laughs> right. Let's skip through it quickly. Yeah, um, let's get through it. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, they, they beam down because essentially the Talosians want breeding stock. So they basically say, well, if Vina is not acceptable, here are two other options. One is superior in mind. One is superior in youth and in strength. And I'm just like, hell of a burn on Michelle Beret for that one there because she was fine. Well, uh, to be fair, though, she uh, number one gets an amazing line, which is basically... Uh, she basically she uh vina complains that she's like sort of ugly and uh intelligent and that you know it'd be like uh sleeping with a computer mm. and then number one just kind of goes hey here's a bit of time computation you were you're old basically just going hey you went missing 18 years ago and you know you were 18 at the time so you must be pretty old now <laughs> like and I do like the idea of this little bit of mathematical shade that she throws and then it just skims over it but I think the important the best thing type is, of shade. Exactly. Mm. Where, where they're too dumb to notice it. It's like, you know. But later it's on. Like, it's like when, <laughs> when people tell me sort of, oh, do you know who my dar is? And I'm just like, do you? But um, well, Pike tries we... to take the weapons. <laughs> Pike, Pike tries to take the weapons, which are apparently dead. Uh, mm. Number one, cannot contact the Enterprise. However, later on during the scene, um, have we seen where they tried to blow up the... Yes, we did. The, the, obviously, they tried to blow no, up we, it. We, it didn't work. We, we... Yeah, basically, earlier earlier on in the episode, uh, sorry, I'm calling Aruna, number one, uh, and, the, and the Doctor go down to the surface and they use basically a massive phaser, like a huge cannon, to try and blast a hole in the elevator doors that they saw Pike being dragged through. And it doesn't work. Nothing will actually blow up these doors. They can't make a dent in it at all, which is why they've decided to teleport down instead. But we find out why that is later on. I mean... So what, what we have is they then go to sleep, okay? They're, well, they all pretend to go to sleep, but Pike isn't actually asleep. And then a little hole, a little hatch, opens up at the side of the cell. And then one of the Talosians kind of sneaks in, trying to grab the phasers that they've just kind of discarded at the side. And Pike immediately opens his eyes, jumps for him, and dr drags the Talosian out and starts strangling him, which... Uh, Harder, which, Daddy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I sent you a picture earlier. I put a picture on our Discord of a screenshot of this scene with the words Harder Daddy on. Because, and I'm not going to lie, kind of jealous of the actor who got to play a Talosian here because he's getting, like, strangled by uh, Jeffrey Hunter. But uh, So, yeah, so... Yeah. Um, Can we Talos go back to that? What fantasies would you choose? Anyway. The, the Talosian uh, tries to uh, transmogrify, uh, tries to give the illusion that it's a beast. Uh, Pike while, is not while it's being it. strangled and yeah. Pike's like not buying this at all and just keeps his hands on him uh, but pulls and then a phaser to his face and he's like I'd like to bet that this phaser actually works so shall we try it on well, your head well this is the great thing because basically Pike picks up the phasers and fires both of them at the actual transparency at the glass and nothing happens because they don't work. Yeah. Uh, but then basically he gets the gun and goes, I wonder what would happen. Oh, we've lost Isaac. We were like, oh, oh, the craziness. Mm -mm. The craziness. Yeah. It's live, so guys. Uh, do we need to update the thing? or are It's we fine. I'm sorting it. Don't worry. Oh, cool. Hello. Hello. Well, there we go. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at me. It's just my head. He's now. in two places at once. Yeah. <laughs> what mean, on earth? It's a, it's a transporter malfunction. That's what this is. What? Oh God! Uh, what on earth? He'll be back in a moment, so we just we can. That's just, uh... fine. I'm. I'm just. I mean, 
I'm salting. <laughs> I'm salting. You're seeing how the sausage is made, everybody. The power of live TV. Oh. That's fine. <laughs> We're fine. We'll salt He it. didn't think he'd need two and a bit hours of battery. <laughs> That's fine. I'm just going to keep your head on that corner there. But yeah. <laughs> Transporter yeah. accident. Yeah, you're right, Kelly. Uh, That's what it looks like. There's but yeah, two of me. So, um, but yeah, but basically, uh, he he finds the thing, and then he basically goes, "Hey, I wonder what'll happen if I put the uh, the phaser to your head, and then immediately the the illusion is dropped, He's and we get the back. Hey, hi, Isaac. Sorry. <laughs> oh. That's okay, guys. Talk amongst yourselves. I will. Welcome back. Out. Sorry about that. No, we it's just fine. It it's live. We, we were just saying he wasn't expecting to need two hours of battery because we're going to be talking <laughs> this much shit. And he never came back again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, as you were saying. Yeah, yeah. So basically, they uh, when the illusion is dropped, we see that there is actually a massive hole in the transparency at the phases fully work. It was just an illusion that they didn't. Which I think is kind of cool, because usually in fantasy, you see il illusions making things appear. You don't see illusions covering stuff up, which is effectively what they do. Mm. They just go, hey, that person disappeared, whereas they didn't. Which basically kind of suggests that the other crew members should be in the cell with them when the illusion is dropped. Like, yeah. That they did teleport down, and that they were just kind of hidden from everyone. You know, so it's that kind of weird maybe a plot hole there but yeah but basically they just go oh okay and so they take this Salosian prisoner drag him through the hole in the window and then basically get him to take them up to the surface in the lift but and then back... when they get to the surface in the lift ah but before that oh, okay, though but before that though we go back to the court martial because we mm. see that the crew have escaped their cell back at the court martial the transmission stops Spock doesn't know why the transmission has stopped he tries to get it back. He begs them more time. However, the yeah. decision has He's turning been... the Wi-Fi on and off. He's the decision, like, oh, come on. The decision is going oh, no, to be this, made. This is, this is where you have to adjust the tracking on the VHS. Yeah, it's just like, no. Yeah. Tracking, <laughs> I remember that. Um, oh. Video plus for the UK viewers. Um, <laughs> however, the votes come in from the three commanders. Kirk votes uh, Pike votes guilty. Mendez votes guilty. Pike swears at them. No, he, he votes guilty. <laughs> Spock has been. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. What do you vote, Captain? Yeah. Bollocks! I, I do. I do quite like though that there's two scenes where we see that the Pike, while he can only say yes or no, he can make the beeps as long as he wants. Mm. Uh, and I like the idea that this emphasizes how strongly he feels about it. And it's quite funny because here it basically goes like, oh, Pike, is he guilty or not? Uh, guilty, yes or no? And it goes, beep. So he's basically going, yeah, he's really guilty. Got to got to admit that. But the other bit it has is when we see um, Vina dressed as the Orion uh, girl dancing, they're, they're just like going, uh, is that really Vina? Did this really happen? And Pike's just like, beep. <laughs> <laughs> and it's literally him just staring there wide-eyed as usual be like <laughs> you know, I, I just love it and i just think it's a little in joke that the uh, sound designers did heading i still into... think it's swear. so go on Isaac. 
I still think it's swearing rather than... No, yes it is. No. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely yeah. swearing. Yeah, it fucking is. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's that, Captain? Dicks. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the Enterprise arrives at Talos 4. The transmission in the courtroom resumes. And we see on the surface, as Sonai's correctly said, they arrive onto the surface. The top of the uh, hill has been completely it's sheared. Destroyed because they put like a fucking nuclear bomb against it effectively. But the elevator still to... works. Yeah, oddly, but you know. You know. It wasn't made in Britain. It was not. The yeah. elevator which operates from the from the top rather than the bottom as well. <laughs> yes. It, it gets pushed up from the bottom. <laughs> just Talosians <laughs> with their big throbbing arms pull, um, pushing them. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> but Pike gives the Talosian an alternative. Uh, let the women go back to the Enterprise and he will uh, live there with Vina. Because essentially what the Talosians want is for uh, the breeding humans stock. breeding stock so that the Talosian people can survive. So the alternative he gives is let the women go back to the Enterprise, I will stay here with Vina, or number one will just blow us all up with her phaser. Kind yeah, of that's extreme. it. Una, just, Una being wild basically just goes, hey, I'm just going to start overcharging my phaser here as a, as a kind of plan C. Clearly, <laughs> clearly the phasers are designed by Samsung in this area, in this era as well. It's just like... <laughs> Not Nokia because it's actually destructible. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Una with a USB-C. I'll do it! <laughs> that's it. Uh, <laughs> I've been shaking this battery for an hour, you bastard. It's at 99. Don't push me. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, I can feel the case warping in my hand. <laughs> I say it with a Samsung phone, a Samsung work phone, and a Samsung TV. Um, Some men just want to watch the world burn. Some men just want to watch my desk burn. Shit, this is actually charging as well. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> So the illusion is there. Um, however, the other Talosians come up the completely destroyed elevator saying, you know, their primitive record... I don't know why they sound like Alec Guinness, but their primitive record-keeping was was slow to assimilate. However, we have got it ready for you to digest. You see the throbbing, the, the massive... Yeah. Sith. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get close up to the microphone and say throbbing brains throbbing um, brains I've got the hat on I've... the sorting hat's too small um, <laughs> so they they assimilate the data and they realise that humans they, are... he basically he, he turns on bluetooth <laughs> when you he say, turns on Bluetooth and then why is it over? Sorry, Isaac, what? When you say assimilate data, isn't that what Tasha Yar did all the way through season? Oh! <laughs> In multiple techniques. Fully functional, <laughs> as the Borg Queen can attest to. So functional, she shut the fuck down and hid in Jupiter. <laughs> Only armors could stop it. How good are you sexually? I essentially killed a species. So, uh, hmm, <laughs> 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 that's good enough for me. <laughs> you had me at hello. <laughs> yeah, well, I did ask you to destroy me, so fair cop. <laughs> 
36 years, anyway, 27, it is the 27th anniversary of Data's last fuck, that's all I'm going to say. So, the... No, uh, is, is, doesn't he technically... No, First in, Contact um, is 27 yeah, years old oh, this week. Okay, yeah. So it's the 27th anniversary of the last time no. that Data had it, and he essentially shut down the Borg network. Okay, so, I'm, just say, the... I'm just saying though, in the future that it gives in the last episodes of uh, Next Gen, where it's got him working at, is it Oxford? He's like a lecturer yeah, at yeah. Oxford. Mm. and he's yeah, Cambridge. Cambridge, there we go. Yeah, yeah, one of them. Fuck uh, Oxford. I've never been there. Yeah. <laughs> Forget Norway. Um, but I, I just like that. No, during that, he was organizing fuck parties all the time. Just saying. And he kept the tweed jacket on. I'm just saying that's canon in my mind. While smoking a pipe. Yeah. So, um... Euphemism. Euphemism. Phrasing. So they realise <laughs> that uh, humans uh, obviously do not like to be uh, caged uh, and are quite violent for their needs, so they are just free to go. And Pike... Yeah, they're basically like, oh, this is a terrible idea. Let's just let these people And I love break. the fact that Pike's just going, oh, so we're free, are we? No apology. No nothing. <laughs> yeah. Which is... So, but, yeah. Sorry, so the option is stay here forever with, with one woman or we'll blow you up and i've gone nah (laughs) (laughs) that's some boomer humor straight away isn't it (laughs) stay here with the wife (laughs) i I just love that like throughout this whole thing i quite like that vina gets a scene where she kind of loses her shit where she when the other girls teleport down and she's just like nope he picked me you fuck off you're ugly you're a bitch because effectively pike's just like sleep with this woman or die. Oh, it's it's a tough one. You know, but like we, imagine being on the other side of that situation. But they are they are free to go. Um, but they ask, what about Vena? And this is mm. where the Telosians drop the illusion of Vena's beauty, uh, and we see a quite you know horribly mangled and disfigured uh, woman uh, who admits, you know, she was the only survivor of the ship. They had no guide on human physiology everything works and they put her back together as best as they could and that that is horrifying yeah they, to... they literally were like hey we, we can get your organs and stuff working but we don't know what you're supposed to look like so we're just assuming your species is bizarrely asymmetrical but it which is a weird one but it justifies why vena cannot leave the planet and and mm. pike asks give her back her illusion of beauty let her live how she wants to live. And this is the bit where the scene has been deleted from the menagerie where uh, they give her back her illusion and more. And this is where you would see the illusion of Pike with Vina, who would then go back, oh, sorry, who would then go back into the cage. That was deleted because they use that at the end. Yeah. Where the Talosians give Pike uh, an ultimatum um to basically, do you want to spend your life... Uh, sorry, no, because the Commodore disappears before this happened. The oh, Commodore yeah, disappears? We go we go back to the uh, the courtroom and basically, the co- yeah, the Commodore disappears and it turns out that actually Mendez didn't leave Starbase 11 at all. He's been in a, a very long-distance illusion for a very, very long time. Uh, and that the whole thing... This is, this is where it gets a bit silly because he's yes. just saying, what? What have you said? Like It the just whole, gets the dropped as well. Yeah, yeah. Like the the whole but general order seven gets dropped. So you got. What about this bit though? So 
um, Pike get, gets told, hey, ask tell about the women. And the mm. Talosians go, yeah, but this is what Vina looks like. And he goes, nah, keep it here. <laughs> like, it is kind of all, I like her it... and all, but I only like her when she's hot. But not when a kneecap is next to a shoulder blade. The the problem is, at least with the edit that we get in this, where we're using bits of the cage and not the full thing, it effectively has Pike being like, hey, I am attracted to you, but I'm a professional and I'm not going to get lured into that. Mm. Like, you know, I'm. Mm. And and so it's basically he's going, Mm. hey, you are beautiful. And obviously, Strange New Worlds and Discovery continue this, where he's like, no, I did fancy the pants off her. But they also justify. But, like, uh, yeah, it's like, I'm a captain. I can't just stay on this fucking planet. But they also justify Mm. the the canon issue of the pilot linked into the menagerie, where they say, because in season two of Discovery, where we see Vina again... Mm. Um, you know, she she is living the illusion mm. with Pike still. I, she... I I quite like it though that basically in the in the original pilot, uh, Pike leaves the planet with the crew and whatnot. But then the the Talosians go, oh well, we know what uh, Vina's perfect life is, and they create a fantasy of Pike. So basically, yeah. Vina gets to live out the rest of her days in this illusion with Pike because now they go, hey, we found her perfect man. And it's a bit bittersweet, but obviously this episode kind of fixes it a little it, bit. It sort of retcons it, um, but, uh, you know, Mendes was never there. General Order has been suspended on this occasion. You know, the only death penalty on the book has been suspended. So we're like, hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a bit like, but oh. this is why we did the poll, because you're just going, that's awfully fucking convenient. He did knock there out is two people. Penalty. Oh, go on, did... Oh, um, if you go, If you go to that... Um, adolescent planet where you only wear little um, tank tops <laughs> yeah. and you tread on oh, the guard yeah. and then you get you deserve the death penalty. Wesley should have died. <laughs> That's never, never get in, never get in between uh, a man and his allotment. That's all I'm going to say from that. I think that's the craziest thing, though, that it's like the idea of, you know, people talk a lot about, like, captains, and they're like, oh, you know, Picard always follows the rules and stuff. And you're like, no, he breaks them a lot. Like, that is literally going, hey, we need to respect other people and their cultures. Not this time, though. (laughs) You know, that's the whole episode, though. There's a movie called Insurrection. Like, he wasn't doing the things that he was told to do. (laughs) Also... Shout out to Insurrection that shows that Starfleet HR is the best HR in the universe because they let you roll over your holidays for as long as you fucking want because Picard had Mm. 360 days worth of shore leave. And I'm like, did you just... 395. Yeah, but like, did did he not have any time off for 30 years? Like, I only get... Four weeks. Can you just imagine cashing that in at the office? Just being like, okay, so, you know... Yeah, he had one day with Beverly near a waterfall. We know that much. Oh, we do now. He had Captain's Holiday on Riser, um, from what I can remember. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that was the best five Hey-oh. minutes of his life before that, Jack That was, was just martinis and Hawaiian shirts, and occasionally Mark was there, I believe. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> um, But no, uh, the Talosians uh, give Pike... Uh, a, it's not an ultimatum, really. It's, it's uh, a choice. He can spend the rest of his life free of his physical. Um, uh, what did they care? What do they call it? It's a very sixties word. Um, free of his physical. 
Where's he gone? Where's he gone? Where's he Inhibitions? Gone? Free, of, free of his, unfettered by his physical body, mm. uh, and spend the rest mm. of his life with them. Um, Chris says yes. Yeah, I, I, I love it though. I literally love that. Like Pike just immediately goes, "Yeah, beep," you know, like yeah. Uh, now here's... And, and and this is the whole thing. This is why Spock has done this. This is why he is literally mutinied. He has broken all of the rules in the book. He is like. Uh, nearly got like himself and uh, Kirk killed uh, with the death penalty in order to make sure that this captain who he loves and respects gets a good life. Yeah. And I don't know why they they can't just heal him because this is set after all this other stuff. I, it's never raised the whole thing of going, why why can't we heal him? Or why can't we have like a psychic with him who can translate his thoughts or Beeps. stuff? Beeps, yeah. You know, and it, it's the whole thing. Of, or even like they hadn't, like we were saying in Futurama, where Morse code. But maybe they they've never seen. The in Morse code. Yeah, but maybe they've never encountered Delta radiation. Maybe they they don't know. Maybe you know they can only create an illusion. I, I, I think that's the thing, but I think it's the idea of this a massive plot hole, and it's great that this happens, but it is just the whole, like, hang on. I expect more from Trek in but, terms of explanation. But here is the last I problem. Also was Sorry, expecting, I was expecting to see what happened to Pike. Yeah. 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 We don't what his fantasy know, would be. But I think we always, we always oh, no, like that the, it happens the on this planet. Oh. Like, like the, the the way it's kind of set up is that the Telosians or Rigel Seven, like all, all of it, is is pinned as being important in the sense of that's why he ends up the way he does. Yeah. But there's nothing actually that really states that. So it could happen anywhere, anytime, particularly yeah. from a Strange New Worlds perspective. Yeah. I know they've set up Vena and and Telosians already there as well, but whatever happens to him doesn't have to happen there. It could be, you know, um, yeah. Prime Lorca that shoots but, him or something. Yeah. But this is or the thing. Team. It's like, we, we don't know when it is. Like, Discovery mm. basically shows the scene and shows, like, what happens. But we don't know when it is. And that's the great thing. Because that means Strange New Worlds is oh, like, the, are we going to have five seasons? Are we going to have ten seasons? No, you know, the, the, menagerie, you know, the Menagerie actually says part one. It actually says it's only been a couple of months. So the since accident. Rigel 7. No, since uh, Pike's accident. Oh yeah, Rigel yeah. Seven was two weeks prior to the cage. Yeah, but the, Jeez, pro the problem is, court, but the cage the cages <laughs> happened long before Strange New World starts, kind of thing. Oh so yeah, yeah. The, the cages so... the the cage is four five years. Yeah. Before. So we've got a good few years and a few potential seasons of Strange New Worlds until we go. Oh, now the thing happened. So, it, so this, this is twenty two sixty six. Yeah, this is twenty. This is twenty two sixty six. We are currently at twenty two sixty in Strange New Worlds. So we have yeah. six mm -hmm. more years of this, and it's it's kind of. It's it's nice to be bookended, but then there's that anxiety within me that goes. Will they change it? I don't think they can. I don't think I they think can. the last episode of Strange New Worlds has to be something awful happening to Pike. Yeah. I. You know what, though? This is my fear. What if it gets enterprised? 
Like, we know this is how it needs to end, and this is how the final episode of Strange New Worlds needs to be. But what if Strange New Worlds doesn't get to a season six? Like, I, it's unlikely, but imagine if they were just like, oh, here's Riker on the holodeck again. I would love this. <laughs> I, I have, would love that. I have faith <laughs> in the heart that that's not going to happen. So, but we you do look see. like Snufkin from the Moomins when you put the hat. Thank on you. Uh, but we do see. This is my last issue with with this, where uh, Kirk asks Spock to take Pike to the transporter room, and almost instantaneously, as those doors shut in the courtroom, Pike is on the surface holding Vina's hand. Yeah. And now, but I do love the la- the last line of the episode from the Slogans where it goes, pa- Captain Pike has an illusion. You have reality. May you may you find your way as pleasant. <laughs> and I like and that. I- I like that they use footage of the Telosians and then they just dub the voices yeah. over the top of it. Like, it's blatantly not, you know, it's blatantly, like, old footage they use. They're just throbbing away on the camera, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. The Telosians. Mike has an illusion. <laughs> what was that, Isaac? Oh, I was just questioning what was throbbing. Oh, it was, I said the Telosians. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> However, guys, we, we did have a poll on Discord and on Twitter. So the lovely Lee, king of Discord, if you can put the poll results uh, on the live chat. The question was, should Daddy Spock... Lee. Daddy Lee. Uh, should Spock have been punished for his actions over the course of the menagerie? The answers, as I've already said, were yes, he broke the rules. No, he did the right thing. No, he should have asked. So for Twitter or X or, or no, or it was no, he should have asked. But on the Discord, we put it as no, he could have done things better. Yeah, but I couldn't, I couldn't put it on because twenty-five characters apparently. You know, thank you, Elon. Um, <laughs> with seventy-one point four percent of the vote, mm. no, he did the right thing. Wow. Mm. 14.3 for either other answer. Yes, he broke yeah. the rules and no, he should have asked. So it'd be interesting to see what the Discord creeps have mm. have voted because mm-hmm. they they get to see the menagerie for the first time for some of them, which is incredible to think that someone is experiencing this episode for the first time. It is. It's crazy. I'm just looking at the... Uh, I'm just going to look on Discord myself. Lee's just said, what if it was just an illusion and they have uh, the real Pike in their secret cave and when, they, uh, when they're bored, they Ooh. like to go in and poke him with a stick and laugh while he mourns in <laughs> agony. You sickle. <laughs> uh, not, many, not many Vulcans voted. What? What are you on uh, about, Paul? Goodwill yeah. loves a Paul. Yeah, it's so funny. Anyway, <laughs> you were saying... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I don't, yeah, okay, basically, I'll, I'll just say what the results of the Discord are, okay? Yeah. And it's actually a tie. <gasps> uh, it's a tie between, yes, he broke a lot of rules, and no, he did the right thing after Ooh. all. With, uh, you know, slightly less votes, but still less of, no, he sh- but he should have done things better. And I'm going to say I was one of the people that voted for yes on this, because I'm going to be honest, okay, like like we say with Trek, it's the idea of rules are there for a reason and whatever happens whatever justification it is spock should have got some kind of punishment not the death penalty but he literally did nerve grip two people he did steal a a starship again it is technically mutiny and treachery and like treason 
And yeah, he falsifies evidence. I mean, the scariest thing about it is how dangerous Spock is. Like, it's like when Data steals the Enterprise in the episode where he has the homing beacon and he goes off and finds his creator. And you're like, oh, we didn't really process how bad it could be if Data had bad intentions. The same way that here, where we're like, mm. whoa, Spock has the weather withal to be a real threat. And there should be some kind of punishment. Like, you know, just to be like, hey, you did hurt a lot of people, but with good intentions. But yeah, I that's think why the I lesson is, that. though, that at least he's not an augment. You know, because we hate them for some reason. Yeah, that, that's it. It's just like, oh, well, at least he's not genetically manipulated. <laughs> at least he's not them. Bashir. That's what you're trying to say. There. Yeah. The, the, mm. the issue I have, and I, I'm very much with Sonoy's there, where he violated the only rule in the book that comes with the death penalty, and then for some plot contrivance reason, all charges are dropped. All yeah. charges. He hijacked the Federation flagship. First of all, he diverted it from its patrol route to a starbase, falsified records, knocked out two Starfleet officers, hijacked the flagship, locked the computer with the threat of shutting off life support, <laughs> and then the Commodore goes, we're just going to wave it this time. Bearing in mind, Spock has stolen the Enterprise possibly twice before this already. Mm. I I have an issue with it. I, I do I, have an issue with it. I would have much preferred if Spock had have been punished, but then they did the thing where they're like, oh, but rather than the death penalty, we're just going to make it where we keep an eye on you and you're confined to quarters for like a month or something. He gets a you verbal know, warning. Something, yeah, where, where they're effectively going... Because it was for the right intentions, but we need to set an example by doing this. He's on a performance like, improvement plan. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, it's one strike. If you do this two more times, we're going to have to have a disciplinary Spock, you know. Oh, no, not a disciplinary. Oh, no. <laughs> that's it. And he just goes in and just nerve grips them. He's just like, right. That yeah. Was <laughs> yeah. Um, but this was a classic episode of the original series. And mm. it was... An amazing episode to end an amazing run of trekking up north in 2023. <laughs> How are we still doing this? How have we not been cancelled yet? We've, uh, because Paramount cool. haven't found us yet. What a year it has been. We have created so many wondrous tropes and gimmicks with Miles, the evil that is Keiko O'Brien. Um, we've met some... Angry. We don't. We've met some truly wonderful people, like Unplanned Trek, <laughs> Mark, Sean, Thank you. Uh, Clone Star Podcast. It's been absolutely, it's been a long road getting from there to here. <laughs> it's been a long time, but our time is finally near. And that's all I'm going to sing before I get my guitar up. What, wiser words have never been spoken. Wiser words have never been spoken. But, but have you thought that maybe it needs some kind of more sort of like Spanish style flair to it? If you even consider introducing a tambourine, I will oh, insert it into orifices. <laughs> I will insert it into orifices of which you never knew you had. 
Let's speed it up a bit. It's, it's, you know, the Talosians have them too, those orifices. Oh, <laughs> God, big Where are they, orifices. though, if, they're, if the downstairs mix-up's already moved up, you know? Um, Trick and dance it out. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that is it. That, that is it for Trekking Up North in 2023. Or is it? Because, guys, we have got the Trekking Up North holiday special. That's right. You've heard of Life Day. You've heard of Wookiees with human teeth. Now you're going to have the holiday special that's actually decent with me and Sunoise talking about all the wonderful cultural celebrations that are shown in Star Trek. It's going to be mostly DS9 because we're just going to ignore Chakotay's shit. Um, because I, I, no, no, I think we should bring it up. I, and no. I, think that we need to, I think we need to ask the audience. So what I recommend is that you comment on this video. If you're in the Discord, post it in the Discord. If you're watching this on video, if you're watching it on Spotify, find the Discord. Send it, send it to uh, Goodwill on Twitter. Yes. But basically... Tell us what your favorite, like, holiday or festivity in the Star Trek universe is. Like, we have all these things where we have the Bajoran, uh, like, day of thankfulness, I think. I forgot what it is. Uh, you know, all these little things. Like, just tell me which is your favorite and which you would like us to actually have as a holiday. And then what we'll do is we'll bring them up in the episode. Because there's some cool little celebrations, like like loads of Klingon stuff, where you're just like, that sounds amazing, you know? They just have um, <laughs> they just have holidays for days off. That's what I think. What's his, Isaac? Yeah, I'll give you a quick segue. Mm. Um, so in about 27 hours' time, us over at Unplanned Trekker pressing, pressing play on the Voyager Christmas episode, Death Wish. Ooh. So if... We're going to do a live commentary episode. Mm. So if you want to be part of that, because um, it is a Christmas episode, it'll become clear why. Um, <laughs> feel feel free to watch that with us. We're in, um, inviting Patreons to be like I am today to do be part of the YouTube or people just to tweet in live. But if you <laughs> press play when we press play, we'll all sync up and it will be great. But yeah, it's the Christmas episode of Voyager. <laughs> That is absolutely Amazing. incredible. And that is another segue because I would like to thank Isaac from Unplanned Trek uh, for joining us, for getting up early because he's been conditioned by Mark Cartier to never sleep, to always be awake. Um, it's in the contract. It's in yeah. the contract, yes. Mark, no, you, I didn't read the contract. I just, you know. If, if you've got one of those, <laughs> if you've got one of those contracts, Mark, um, please just send me a message. Um, but um, contracts don't exist. They're a Telosian illusion. It's 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 verbal. The contract's not real. It's the verbal. phases work, Isaac. You sign with whiskey. Um, no, but th thank you so much for, for, for Isaac for being our very special guest from Unplanned Trek uh, on our last episode thank of you. Trekking Up North. Wow. Uh, like I said, we are going to have the holiday special um, where we will spin the Davil Wheel of episodes for the last time in 2023 to decide what first episode of 2024 we will be reviewing. Or shall we do a 2023 retrospective, Sunrise? What do you think? I am not qualified to make decisions. I will make the decision for you and you will <laughs> like it. I will be the Cartier of Trekking Up North. Um, <laughs> oh, da day. Oh, da da. You furry <laughs> tribble. Um, but, Isaac, Unplanned Trek, where, even though it's in the description below, where can we find you? So, on social media, is the best place to get us is X, which is just at Unplanned Trek. 
if you like listening to us, we're at the moment we're just an audio podcast. So um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or all the popular places you can find us. Um, we are probably going to be moving to YouTube soon in 2024 <gasps> with some help from the guys from Shuttle Pod Show. That's oh the, no, that's amazing. Your goal with it, um, uh, and we're we're following. We're basically holding on to Mark Cartier's backpack and letting him lead where we're going on a on a <laughs> holiday adventure. So whatever he asks, we just go, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, he he's. I, I'm going to the Shuttle Pod live. Sure. Excellent. Uh, and I'm going to be working it um, because Mark does not have a choice. I really good. He does not have a choice. And then I will be, we, me and Sonoy's will be at STLV in Las Vegas. Wonderful. And we will also annoy Mark. Um, yeah. Basically, <laughs> any convention where there is a bar, you will find the shuttle pod show, which. Um, yeah. Yeah. But please, guys, follow uh, Unplanned Trek uh, on the description below, right down there. Anywhere you can get a podcast, that's where they are. We've got the Spotify link down below. Give them a listen because, holy crap, Isaac's melodies just stick in your head and you will never get them out. Um, <laughs> Thank you. And if anyone is free tomorrow to do Death Wish with, with us, we'd, we'd absolutely welcome anyone. That's without Charles that Bronson. Yeah, that's without the Charles Bronson death. It hey, sounds no. like a lot of fun. How about a cookie? Um, <laughs> no dice. This ain't over. Um, but yeah, guys, this has been. Uh, the... Just say I will be streaming after this. Everyone oh, no one cares. To join me on uh, Twitch. <laughs> uh, we will hopefully be finishing the video game I'm playing. Oh, um, no, no. Add it in for ten. No, no, no. We're going to. Yeah, no! we're hopefully going to finish it. Oh, it's horrifying. It's really scary. But uh, I think the funniest thing is basically um, uh, what what happened is one of the my wonderful uh, followers on Twitch saved up 10,000 channel points in order to choose a game for me to play. So we're going to get ad, in, ad infinitum out of the way so that basically I can now play Persona 5 Royale, which is a batshit crazy JRPG. I have 9,000 points. Oh God! And you've wasted a lot of them on random videos. Have you ever heard of Dungeon Ramper? Not yet. You will. Oh God! Nothing fancy joining that. What was that, Isaac? Nothing ever surpassed Basketball Nightmare on the Master System. Basketball. Best game ever. Can you imagine spending ten ten thousand points to make me play Master System game? <laughs> I just be like, okay, that is a probably take twenty power. minutes to get through it as well. It would be really <laughs> funny because we'd have to record Sonoy's going to buy a Sega Master System from somewhere, <laughs> then finding the game that will not be available anywhere. Off to Japan <laughs> to find down. the ROM. Yeah. <laughs> um, guys, you can find. Uh, Sonoise's Twitch uh, link straight down below. If you like this video, please give us a like. If you, uh, for some reason, are not a member of Nerdy Up North's YouTube channel, click that subscribe, hit the like button, caress the bell. We do videos about everything. Everything nerdy, not just Star Trek. What are they doing this Sunday, Sonoise? Because I can't remember. Uh, it is... A cultural sensation, I think, is this Sunday, where we're basically discussing one of the greatest films in cinema history, uh, 
which goes by the name of Batman and Robin, where the we basically get Una, Una, Uma Thurman Ooh. and Arnie in a in you, a Batman. You had film. me at Uma Thurman. That's all I'm going to say. There. And we get to see uh, Bane in his least intellectual form, <laughs> you know, out of all films ever. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely amazing. Uh, I'm hoping to tune in to that. I'm in Anik, I think, on Sunday, but I'm going to tune in on my phone, I think. We have a massive Facebook community that is growing every single day. So, guys, if you want to be part of that, the link is in the description below. You can find Nerdy Up North on all the social medias. You can find me on Twitter, X, or whatever Elon Musk has decided it's going to be called this week. I don't know, Kitchen Sink, Bath Plug, Hemorrhoid. (laughs) I don't know. I'm on there, at Goodwill None. Sanoise is on there at Sanoise, annoying because he's got more followers than me and he does nothing. I do not. I do not. I opened it the other day and I was like, I can't see what anyone's posting. All I do is tag him. (laughs) He gets a thousand followers. I'm at a (laughs) hundred. What? Um, I literally opened it and I'm like, oh, Mark's following me. That's nice. Oh, Shuttlebutt Show's following me. That's nice. Should probably tweet or something. You bastard. Um... (laughs) All of our friends who are friends of the podcast, all their shows can be found down there. Some porky little show called The Shuttle Pod Show is down there below. I don't know. It doesn't sound real. It sounds, yeah, it smells of jam. Um, We've got Clone Star. We've got Trek Culture. We've got everyone down there. Give them all a follow if you like us. Shall we wrap this up, gentlemen? Oh, one last shout out. On Monday, we have Monsters Up North and they're doing Black Christmas uh, with Sammy and Dan the doing lovely that one, Sammy. which should be amazing. And it's quite good. I, I quite like that Like Monsters is tying it into the Christmas theme by being like, here's a Christmas one. And then yeah. we're going to rock up with Trekking Up North where we're just like, Bajoran Jumjusticks is oh, my God, oh. Touch my Jumjustick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Lick my chum just stick on the promenade. Okay. That's my okay. That's, my no, that's it. Shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> Shut it down. That's it. I've had enough. Right. That's it. <laughs> um, guys. That's my breakaway hit. That's my that's my new single. <laughs> Lick my chum just stick on the promenade. I'd buy it. I'd buy that for a dollar. You don't have to throw up in his mouth twice. Um, (laughs) Guys, this has been one of the funniest episodes I have ever done a Trek It Up North. Thank you so much, Isaac. Thank you so much, Science Officer Sunoise. Keep an ear on the socials for our holiday special. But until then, stay safe, everybody. Take care of each other. Live long and prosper. Bye-bye. Beep. Miles?